Welcome to episode 97 of the Classic Gaming Podcast. Today's date is January 12th, 2018. I'm Robert Ring. And with me... Hello. And DTF. Oh, damn. That was awkward. Is, yeah, you completely... Usually I'm the one who fucks it up. You did an awkward pause. I was like, oh, is it, is it time? I, it must be time. I didn't know pause. Florent? Florent! What's up? Hello. How was Hello. Your, uh, how, happy 2018. Happy 2018. How was your Christmas and New Year? I was good. It was, uh, went by a little bit too quick. You know, back to work and getting back into the groove of things kind of sucks, but enjoyed my time off, spent all the time with my family, did a decent amount of hiking, got some cool shit, and yeah. How about you? Uh, kind of the same. I got some cool shit. I, I spent a lot of time with the family and actually did a little bit of hiking also. Good. Love some hiking. I love hiking too. Unfortunately, um, the rest of my family does not so much. Like they don't mind it, what? but sometimes I'll be like, no, we got to get out of the house and do something. Y'all pick. Yeah, especially after eating all the bad food you probably ate over the week too, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So we did, we went on a couple hikes, not, not super long. We did like, usually we go for about two miles. That's like as long as they take it. That's what? as long as they can go oh before, before they're like super bored. And like, they're like, we got to turn What? Around. Two miles, dude. Lisa and I did this. We did this five and a half mile hike the other day, right? Or- uh huh couple weeks ago and it's to this mine and we were walking and we were talking and we we like we're just walking and we were in this really in-depth conversation we we're talking about something like super in-depth and lisa goes i think we missed our turn i was like really I was oh, like, you shit. think so i was like i don't think we've gone that far yet and so she, i was like all right well let's just turn around we'll just go back the way we came and you know kind of get out so i have a i have a pedometer so i, I track our footsteps Nine and a half miles. <laughs> we were talking for like four miles straight. Didn't even realize it. And, you know, I have no regrets. I mean, it was a great yeah. conversation and so fun. Yeah, I'm always like, let's go a little bit farther and see what's down here. Yeah. And they're like, no. I'll take before. you hiking next time. We'll, we'll do some good hikes. I have some really good hikes here. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, awesome Games Done Quick is going on right now. I am so happy. I love watching. I listen to it at work all day great and i watch it when i'm at home yeah i yeah i love watching it um like while i'm working also i just yeah. keep it on one monitor it's a nice background thing right oh it really really is <laughs> what have you seen any any runs stand out to you uh galaxy so was really fun to watch super mario galaxy dude i watched that too that was good yeah that, that game like the way they talked about i love how they oh no i watched galaxy and then i watched galaxy 2 and the way they talked about Galaxy 2, they were, like, expressing, like, you know, this is a really interesting game. Because I guess there's, like, a lot of uh, RNG variables that are, come into the speedrunning aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is why a lot of people don't speedrun. I'm like, it's, that's why I would speedrun it. That sounds so interesting. If it's, like, a different thing every time, like, <laughs> keeps it interesting, makes it more difficult, raises the skill cap. Like, that's super cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I'm trying to think of one. That I, I remember that one being really good. I was talking to you about this briefly earlier this guy named Covert Muffin does awesome speed runs. And he, he did, um, one of the Jedi, one of the Jedi Academy games, um, or I don't know. It was one of those. I don't remember which one, but he like, he's super entertaining and fun to watch. He gets really excited and really into it. And he's super energetic. His, uh, his speed runs are always tons of fun. Uh, I always love when you find those people. Like, like yeah, I said before, yeah. it doesn't even have to be an interesting game. As long as they're not, they don't have to necessarily be interesting. As long as they're, uh, like, invoke excitement even in the most boring things it's still fun <laughs> yeah yeah if you can tell they're it's having fun. a good time then that makes then that gives helps you have a good time it's like exactly. it's kind of like when um when you're watch like if like for me like if i'm listening to 
a podcast, maybe for instance, and like if something happens that's like kind of funny, but like the people who I'm listening to like find it absolutely fucking hilarious and can't oh, stop yeah. laughing, like that makes me like that makes it funnier for me also. Yeah, it like amplifies it. It does. So yeah, it's always fun to find find that kind of stuff. Um, but okay, so awesome Christmas and New Year, awesome, awesome games done quick so far. Yes. Let's jump into oh. news. Oh, what was uh, that? Hold on. Oh, yeah. Where have you been? The, yeah. Where the fuck have I been? So this uh, is why we're late. This is why we're not recording until now. January. Yeah. Until yeah. January. I'm really sorry to everybody. I, it was not a done intentional. I uh, I moved recently, and then uh, one, one night we're gonna do the podcast, and I. Right before I started moving, about a week before I started moving, I had this headache, and it was like a sinus headache, and you know, I, I figured it had to do with a lot of anxiety and stress about moving, and then my sinuses were kind of congested, so I assumed it was related to moving and kicking up dust and you know, activating whatever, right? And so I moved and kind of got settled in, and I was like, oh, I still have this headache, and you know, this is not good. And it started to get to a point where I had to start consuming uh, ibuprofen daily. Gosh, so I went to the doctor. I've been to the doctor five times since. I still have the headache. I'm five and a half, five and a half, six, six weeks deep now. That's terrible. Still have the headache. Um, had a CT scan done. Not really showing anything crazy, but they think it's um, there's. They, I had a sinus reconstructive surgery done as a kid, and they think oh, really? it's relate. Yeah, they think that some of the they, the CT scan showed something in my sinus, so they're sh- assuming it's like allergy related. Um, either like really thick mucus because I have cystic fibrosis and I generally have very thick mucus. So hmm. I think it's either that or some kind of tissue that's building up and blocking it or something. And so I'm going to I have I'm going to see an ENT this week actually. So excited they're going to shove a camera up my nose and hopefully identify oh, whatever shit. it is. And yeah, and I, I've taken like the crazy thing I told you I, I've gone through multiple uh, medications. I've I've had a Z pack. I've had a steroid. Like done all this stuff and I'm just like so much money and so much time and it's just it's such pain and so that so i finally kind of got that under control for a couple weeks and then i go i think it was the week of the podcast i was setting up my computer i was getting all the thing done and boot up my computer everything's good i'm using it next day i come home go to boot it up doesn't boot up oh shit so start troubleshooting i'm like okay like i thought i may have done something wrong so i re, re i took out my video card i started taking out components one by one nothing oh shit oh it turns out it's my uh power supply power that's supply what was died. causing your nose problems too yeah, this is all, all related to my nose. So this is where, been, right? So I order a new power supply. I get it in the mail, blah, 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 blah. And that it doesn't, it's not compatible with my motherboard because my motherboard is pretty old. So I'm like, great. Do I want to return this and, and get an old one, right? And so I'm like looking and the price isn't good. It's like more expensive to get an older one just because they're just not very common. So I'm like, fuck. So I made the decision to buy a new computer. So I build a new computer. Holy shit. And, so you oh, bought yeah, everything? Uh, pretty much. I kept uh, the video card I had, and then I tried to keep the RAM I had because I assumed it was DDR4 RAM, but it was actually DDR3, so I had to get new RAM. So I build my computer, go to boot it up. Damn. Oh, RAM's not compatible, so I'm like, fuck, <laughs> here we go again. And like, the crazy thing is, is I did a lot of research. I did a shit ton of research. I just assumed that I had DD, DDR4 RAM because, you know, it's you would, it's yeah. common. It's so common, right? And so, and I had pre, I'd recently gotten RAM within like the last year or something. So, so I built my computer, you know, I don't have the RAM for it. So I ordered new RAM and I ordered, I, this is all through Amazon. So I'm doing same day delivery, which is badass, right? So oh, you have that? Oh, that's, that's, oh yeah. That's, awesome. that's the order in the morning comes in the afternoon, like that, and then I build, build the parts, right? Order the RAM. It doesn't come same day. So I check online. They're like, really sorry. You know, we fucked up, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, great. So they're saying, 
So they let, let's put it this way. I'm just going to use uh, random dates as an example. They said, <laughs> auto deliver on the first, which was the day I ordered. Right. So it doesn't show up. Oh, fuck. So they tell me, hey, it'll deliver between the second and the fifth. I'm like, <laughs> Is, that's not okay dude. <laughs> right that's not okay so i reach out to him like listen can you just cancel the order and i'll reorder new ram and they're like well it's in process we can't cancel it like do you understand how ridiculous this is right so we're kind of going back and forth and end result i wait the full five days doesn't deliver so they cancel my order so oh then thanks I reorder. yeah right so i didn't want to order new ram because i'm like well if it comes in the mail they're going to charge me to return it so now that led us up to the friday we were supposed to do the whole episode Finally get the new RAM. Good Lord. Everything's running well. And <laughs> yeah, I never looked back. So yeah, it's been it's been interesting probably two months between moving, getting a new computer, and having whatever this pain is in my, my forehead. Holy shit, dude. I know. I should write a book, right? Where have I been? <laughs> um, Where have I been? Did you have to get a new processor also? Yeah, new processor, oh, new motherboard, new RAM. Uh, I got a used tower from a friend of mine. It's actually a super nice tower, and oh, it's fantastic. It? It's actually the nicest tower I've ever had. It's phenomenal. What kind is it? Uh, I want to say Cooler Master. Oh, shit. Okay. Cooler Master? I think so. I think it's Cooler Master. Um, big tower. It has uh, slots in it for safe. Like, it has these, these bays where you can slide your, your drives into, and you can... And what's really nice about it is like when you when you pop them in, they lock in place and they connect to a SATA and a power uh, port. And so on the other side, the cables run into your power supply. So you don't have to like have any cables running into them. They just kind of snap into these bays and you're good to go. It's super cool. I've never seen something like that. And maybe that's common. Huh. But wait, wait. So like the enough. hard drives plug into something like intermediary? Yeah. Huh. In the in the in the actual tower itself, it has these built-in bays where it like kind of slides in and snaps in place, and it has a SATA and a power port on it. And then the bays themselves have the outlets. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Mine have like little slide-in, slide-out things, <clears throat> but they don't have their own. Wait, how does that even work? Because some of the hard drives are like different sizes and stuff. Uh, they're, they're pretty much only set up for SATA. They're not set up for. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Still, that's pretty cool. Like mine, like I like mine will. Um, slide in and out, but you have to, but you still plug the, all the stuff in like directly to the right. hard drives. Yeah. That's, that's kind of my old one was. So yeah, I'm very happy with it so far. The computer's running really well. I'm having some weird issue. I think it's just stuff I need to work out. Hmm. I had to reinstall windows already once. Cause there was an issue with it, but yeah. I'm like, I'm a bad luck with the computer. A little, a little scared, but we'll see. Uh, well, like after you installed it on the new processor, you had to reinstall it again. Yeah, new new hard drive too. Which, so I'm having a little bit of issues. I'm just kind of doing some troubleshooting, and hmm. yeah, it's always fun to do troubleshooting. Oh yeah, that's awesome. It's super fun. Oh, so oh, another one. I have a really funny story to tell you. This is this is one of the other things I waited to. So okay. I ordered something online for Lisa as a gift, and it's something. We'll just say it's something inappropriate <laughs> that you would not want a lot of people seeing. Right? I'll, I'll just keep, I'll, I'll keep it to that. Okay. So I have so, no idea what. What's you're talking about? I know. Anyways, uh, <laughs> anyway, so I order it, and when I'm ordering it, it goes, hey, your credit card was fine because of the billing address. So I'm like, oh, shit, my, my credit card hasn't been updated to my new address. So I put in my old address as the billing address, and the, ser- the fucking service automatically is set it up to, mil- to ship to my billing address. So it ships to my old house. Oh, and I'm like, shit. fuck. So I see it and I'm like, okay, I catch it early. So I'm like, great, this will be no problem. So I, co- I try to contact USPS and I say try because I hate them. Oh, yeah. They, Nobody likes me, dealing with them. 
Oh my God. It, I, I went online, I found the number, I call it and it just loops you in circles. It li- you literally cannot talk to somebody. So I'm like, okay. So then I'm like, I talk to the automated system and I'm like, agent, like, did you need help with? And I'm like, agent, 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 agent. And it, it, it's like, Oh, I understand you want to talk to an agent. I'm like, well, there it is. Do you want to talk to an agent? I'm like, Jesus. I'm like yes. I want to talk to a fucking agent. And it's like, we don't understand. I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, please. I'm like, situation. I want to talk to an agent. Yeah, like I want to talk to an agent, and so it's like, well, please tell us why. And I'm like, you guys are fucking idiots. And they're like, okay, hold on one moment. Then it's like, do you want to take a survey after you're done? I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I do. And it's like, okay, it's a 45 minute to an hour wait. I'm like, what? Like, what year is it? Like, who has customer service like this? So I wait the hour. I get through. Person instantly disconnects. I'm like, are you serious? So so I, I try to call back, right back to the queue. And I'm like, oh my god, this is like actually obscene. Like they're they're trolling me right now. Like they know and they're just fine. <laughs> so, so I go online to fill out their email form. Well, it's not an email form. You have to fill out this form, and in no section can you put in that you put in the wrong shipping address. There's just no drop down for it. So I'm like, what? This this has got to be a joke. Like they're just fucking with me, right? Like there's no way this is how bad their customer service is. So I end up emailing them. I find an email, an actual email address for them. I email it. I get a response. This email address is no longer valid. <laughs> I'm like, oh. So the next day, I call the local store as soon as they open, and the lady's like, you have to go online. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is actually a joke. Like, this is a big meme. Damn. So needless to say, I couldn't catch it in time. So I, I had to have it mailed to the old address. They couldn't even stop the shipment. They actually could not stop the shipment. So I'm like, oh, my God. This is going to go there, and these people are going to open it, and they're going to think we're <laughs> fucking freaks. Like, holy shit. So Would they I, be wrong? Uh, I mean, no, definitely not. So, wait, do you think they, wait, so they, if they were like, if if your roommates were like, oh, here, this is Jay's stuff, you think they'd be like, let's open it and see what it is? It's not for my roommates. No, no, it's not for them, but it's your old roommates, right? Like the people you used to live with. It's new people that live in this house that I don't know. Oh, it's not the same people that you used to live with? No. That house we moved, we all moved out of it. Oh, everybody did. Okay. So it's going to this random stranger. Who's just going to open, they're going to see it. They're probably not going to look at the name on it. They're gonna... I'm like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. So I'm like, so I get a notification today from USPS. Oh, your package delivered. I'm like, right. And so they're like, how would you rate us? And I'm like, oh, this would be fun. So I definitely took, I took a solid 15 minutes to give them some feedback. And a lot of it was just me spamming letters just to be a fucking idiot. But so it delivers. So I'm like, well, after work today, I'm going to have to go face the music. I'm going to go to go to their house and see if they have my package. And I was <laughs> hoping that nobody had moved in yet and that they just left it out front. But no, USPS delivers through the mail. So I get there. It's not there. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I knock on the door <laughs> and I ring this doorbell and it's a new doorbell. It wasn't there when I was when I was living there. It's like a, a new new doorbell. They had a doorbell. With the one, right? So push the button. And at the same time, somebody's opening the door, and it's a screen door, so I can't see through it, so I don't know what they look like. Somebody comes on the intercom. There's an intercom in this doorbell. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's really interesting, because the doorbell is, like, the size of my pinky. Like, it's super small. <laughs> and so the guys are like, hello? And I'm like, hey, you know, my name's Jay. Um, I, I was the last resident here. Well, I told him the story, right? And so he's like, hold on a minute. I'm going to come downstairs. Okay? At the same time, this woman opens the door, and she's like, can I help you? And I'm like, oh, you know, I give a polar story. And she's like, oh, yeah, I got your package right here. I'm like, oh, thank God. She hands it to me, and I look at it, and I'm like, that doesn't look like what I ordered. And they just based on the shape of the package. Okay, I'm like, okay. I look, at the, I look at the name on it. It's my ex-roommate. And I'm like, he's a degenerate, too. And he, he had something the same thing. <laughs> yeah, he did the same thing. So I told, I told lady, I'm like, well, this isn't mine, but I'm going to this guy's house right now so I can drop it off. She's like, he oh, probably great. ordered something worse. 
no, actually, it's really funny. It's a sweatshirt picture of a red man with a pot leaf behind it, and it says "Let's get baked," which is pretty pretty <laughs> funny. But uh, so I was like, well, I I had another package delivered, and she's like, mm, we didn't get any other package. I'm like, I think it's in the mail. She's like, oh yeah, we haven't checked the mail yet. We just moved in yesterday. Oh, like man. oh jesus i was like okay she's like do you want to go get the mail real quick man i'm like absolutely so i go around back and her What'd husband comes in back what did she order no 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 she, um, oh well yeah <laughs> right right oh god <laughs> cooking things uh, so <laughs> so I, I walked to the mailbox with this guy he's super nice and you know, just, you know he obviously didn't ask anything about it but i got the package needless to say thankfully and it all worked like out, a, but I was I was stressing a little bit. That's like a mission you had to go on to get that. Oh my god, man! I'm so tilted. I was just like, oh <laughs> at least people are gonna fucking hate us. That, is that is that a side quest or a main quest? You think? I don't know. I got a lot of experience for it. I'll tell you. I learned a <laughs> lot of things. I learned that I never want to ship DHL or USPS ever, and I just want everybody to ship my package through FedEx or Amazon, please. And to the correct address, preferably. Yeah, that was a little bit tilting. I gave the website feedback about that. I was like, you guys should really let people know where you're shipping things. Because I put in my shipping address. And then I tried to put in my credit card and it said, oh, that doesn't work for a billing address. My billing address. Hit submit. It processed the order and just automatically shipped to the billing address. That's rough. Jesus. That's annoying. But it is, all in all, it was pretty funny. I had an adventure and nobody got harmed, thankfully. Everybody got a, got a good laugh. And you learned and oh, you learned something along the way. It's a hallmark yep. of a good story. Good times. And nobody got hurt. And that's that's dangerous. everything. That's all. That's all. That's me catching up. That's that's my life. <laughs> that was good. I like that one. That was that was that. I wasn't expecting a story quite that good, but you delivered. Oh, man. Awkward day. I mean, it ended today. So, <laughs> <laughs> probably you know I could not be here today because somebody called the police on me. That's awesome. I'm gonna have to tell my wife that she'll find it very amusing. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys get laughter out of it because I appreciate a good story, especially when everybody can kind of Espe- laugh. Especially what? You broke out. Uh, especially when nobody gets hurt and oh. everybody can kind of laugh about it. I do not mind laughing. Was this package going to hurt the people if they opened it unknowingly or something? Uh, no, it would definitely offend them, though. I thought I knew what it was, but now I'm not so sure. No, it's nothing dangerous. It's just inappropriate. <laughs> Very inappropriate. Okay. In the wrong hands, you could hurt yourself. <laughs> okay, that, there you go. That's that's. <laughs> I think we're on the same wavelength. Let's move on. I agree. That was that. You know that story is better than anything else that's going to happen on this podcast now. Wow! So you guys can just stop listening now. Thanks, Robert. Thank, <laughs> thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> if you <laughs> classic if you wanna, gaming Jays, fucking no no. If you want to stay, sorry. If you want to stay, it. If you want to hang around for the after show, we're going to talk about classic handling? video games. <laughs> All right, now we're going to get to the boring part where we talk about classic games. Yep. All right. News. Yeah, news. Exactly. Um, Steam got? Steam got a few classic point-and-click games kind of out of nowhere, it seems like. Um, they got the Leisure Suit Larry series, and that was available on GOG, but it hadn't been on Steam. And unrelated, like, but coincidentally at the same exact time, pretty much, they also got uh, Maniac Mansion, which... Oh, cool. Which is not there. That this is the only um, like officially available PC version of it. This is ne- this has not been on GOG. It's not currently on GOG or anything like that. However, I hear that the uh, Maniac Mansion port is pretty actually terrible. So I've, I've heard it has a lot of problems. So maybe be wary of that. 
I think the Leisure Suit Larry games are supposed to work just fine, but not uh, Maniac Mansion so much. Also, um, GOG got uh, another point-and-click adventure game, uh, 1996's Titanic Adventure Out of Time. I've never played oh. this, but it's supposed to be a pretty good point-and-click adventure. Who so, uh, somebody that some company that I had never heard of. Oh, okay. So it was one of the main ones. Titanic Adventure. Uh... Did you see Steam's no longer taking Bitcoin as a form of currency? Uh, actually, yeah, I did hear about that. I don't, I don't know if I ever knew that they did take it. I didn't know they did either. That's what's very interesting to me. I was like, oh. I mean, it makes sense. I guess, right, yeah, yeah. It is made by Cyberflix Incorporated slash Night Dive okay, so, Studios. So somebody we don't know. Oh my god. I watched The Room last night. Oh, I have not seen that yet. Nope. I Jesus, don't waste it. It's so fucking bad. Like, but is it not just... is it not worth seeing for that very reason though? Yes and no. It's 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 like it's not stupid long. It's like an hour and f- not like two hours. But it, it definitely drags on. And it, like Honestly, I, I don't understand why it's called a movie. It's 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 like a softcore porno. Like it's it's pretty. Oh, fucking, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, there's like four full-on sex scenes at least. Nice. Four full-on sex scenes. No, it's not nice. The girl's <laughs> not attractive, and neither is the guy. <laughs> I think the guy. The, I'm pretty sure the guy directed the movie, and he just wanted to bang chicks on camera. I don't know. It, oh, oh yeah, because I think like I heard that he like accident and um is the director and wrote it and everything. Yeah, and the writer and like you know. The main character is like this end-all, be-all, perfect angel. Like it's, <laughs> it, it's really fucking bad. It, it's it's one of the things you kind of have to see, but oh god, I have to see. Watch it. It with other people. Don't watch it alone. I oh no, I mean, oh definitely. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. So back to news. Uh. What else? Oh, Where yeah. was I? Where was I? Oh, VS Super Mario Brothers. Has yes. been has been released on Switch or like on the Switch, DS? like Nintendo eShop or whatever it is. So VS, uh, I had never heard of this either. Was a specific type of arcade system in? Uh, oh, interesting. I think primarily Japan. It, they may have had some in the states. I'm not too sure about that. And so they made an arcade version of Super Mario Brothers, the original, um, like the, like the original Nintendo one, not like the jump. Not like the one yeah, yeah. screen okay. Mario Brothers. Um, uh, but this is an arcade version of Super Mario Brothers. And it's basically the same, except it's uh, it's harder. Because apparently they took out a bunch of the warps and stuff like that. Wow. And there are a few more. There are I forget the exact number. There are several more worlds as well. Interesting. That's kind of exciting, actually. Yeah, it is kind of cool. I don't know. I probably, I mean, I'm playing so much other things right now that I probably <laughs> won't end up checking it out, but it is kind of cool. So, DLC uh, 30 years later. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's funny. Pretty much. So there's that. And also the last thing is the Donkey Kong high score has been beaten once again. Wow. So you know like was back... Was a substantial amount again? Huh? Uh, yeah, it was by a substantial amount. Um... I, I didn't see what the pre- what the previous record was, but so you know, did you ever see King of Kong or you know of it, right? The I know of it. Okay, so that came out like when did that come out? Like two thousand six or seven or yeah, something like that. That's about right. So when that came out, you know, it was these two guys, Steve Weeby and uh, Billy Mitchell, who were kind of like going back and forth to try to get the um, high score and. 
uh, Billy Mitchell ended up getting the high score. I don't remember what it was. And then like some, of, then they kept kind of going back and forth after the documentary was over. Cause that was like, you know, just an ongoing thing. Steve yeah. Wiebe in 2010 got the high score, which was 1,064,500 points. But then in the years since that, a bunch of other people have beaten both of their records and they're like, neither of them have been able to come back and do anything. And, so sure. the record's been beaten five or six times since then or something like that. Now, a guy named Robbie Lakeman has gotten a new high score, which is 1,230,100 points. Wow. So, yeah, that's, that's 20%, 20% more yeah. <laughs> than, um, than it was in 2010. Wow. Again, I don't remember. I don't know what it was immediately before this guy. I don't know what the previous one was. I only looked it back to see what uh, Steve Weeby's was. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy because it's like back when the, when these two guys were doing, it's like, how could you ever get a higher score than this? Like you basically yeah, right? had the perfect game. Unimaginable and then, at that time. Yeah. And then people have basically smashed it since then. So that's, that's just kind of mind blowing a little bit. That's super cool. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, that's all the news we got. So why don't we talk about games? Actually, you think of one minor thing. I just wanted to oh, yeah? say, have you, have you watched the Overwatch League yet? No, I have not. So I'm not a. I, I respect the crap at Overwatch. I think that Blizzard did an amazing job with the game, and I wasn't really expecting much of this, but it's really good. The production value is incredible. Like the I've stage heard that they, they put a lot into it. They put a lot. It you get you gotta just tune in for like 30 minutes one night and just watch. Like they there's very little downtime. Even in the downtime, they have like the replays from the recent series you just watch already ready to go. Like it's. Very smooth. They do a good job of introducing the players. The commentators are good. Like, it is an all-around, like, very uh, competitive with with league with the uh, riots. What do you call it? Their their seasonal thing, and it's like oh sure, it's really good and it's fun to watch. And I, I don't even play Overwatch, and I've I've been watching it probably like six or seven hours this week. It's that's awesome. really really good. I know. I was just really impressed with how how well Blizzard's doing. I don't know what happened if Blizzard swapped their CEO out or something or what. <laughs> They're making some interesting decisions here. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check that out for sure. Because it sounds well, like after a... AGDQ, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. AGDQ is only here for a limited time. I got to take that, absorb that while I can. All right, games. Um, okay. So for Christmas, I got a Dreamcast. Oh, did you really? Yeah. And the Dreamcast, first of all, is a I never owned one, ah. and I know that it's like super kind of like a, I wouldn't say cult. It's got a really devout, devout following. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People who had the Dreamcast absolutely loved it, mm-hmm. um, and it's like it's kind of one of those things that everybody has, like everybody who had one agrees, like, yeah, this was this was a great system, even though it sold like shit. Um. So I was like, you know, I'm, I'm finally going to get one and play some of the stuff that's on here. So I got a Dreamcast. The first thing that struck me about it is, like, the actual console itself feels, like, really super well made. I don't know what it is, but it's, like, got it, yeah. like, like, it feels really solid. It's pretty heavy, like, for its mm-hmm. size. Um, it doesn't feel like it's going to, like, crumple, you know, when I pick it up or anything like that. feels like it's going to hold up pretty well. It's got a nice design. The controllers are kind of weird, though. Have you ever played yeah, one? Have you... <laughs> oh, yeah. I had one growing up. Yeah. Oh, oh you the... did have one? Yeah. The controller is a little bit weird. It's not <laughs> It's not very good. It's it's an odd shape, and it, 
It's like a, isn't it like just a big square? Um, uh, not really, kind of maybe. I can okay. see how you're saying Like, it, yeah, it is sort of square shaped. Um, not like exactly a square, but it is kind of square-ish. And yeah, that's definitely a little bit weird. I find it really not, it looks weirder than it feels. It doesn't feel too bad holding it. The only particularly weird thing that like, even besides the shape of it is how the cord comes into the front of the controller. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's of one back. of the biggest criticisms of it. I've seen pictures of that. Like it's, it's so true. But honestly, like that hasn't really bothered me that much because yeah. it doesn't, I mean, like, I guess it makes it slightly shorter, but mine is long enough. Like, where I'm sitting, it's plenty long enough. Uh, I think it's I more am. of a kind it's of, like, like, put some pressure on the top side of it. I don't know. I, I can understand the issue with I it. I can see that. It, I have not thought about it at all while playing. Okay. So that hasn't bothered me at all. But it's Good. super weird. Like, I, you can tell why they did it. Because, like, you know, they have the the memory cards, the VMUs, the visual memory yep. units um, that plug the into Tamagotchi the back. Tamagotchi player. <laughs> yeah. Just like kind of like a, a Nintendo sixty four controller, and there's and they have slots for two of them in the controller. So I guess that. Oh really? I don't. I don't remember that. two per one. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I forgot about that. And they um. Uh, so like apparently they did that, you know, so that they could have that extra space in the back, but it's still pretty awkward. Or right, again, it, it it really once you play with it, you forget about it immediately. But it's like looks really weird, and it you know makes it a little bit longer or a little bit less long because it has to loop all the way around to the front. It's a criticism, but it, again, to me, it really didn't make a big deal. So for this week, I played a few games actually that I'll talk about. Two of them are going to be kind of quick and kind of go together. But the first one, the main one that I played, is Gunbird Two. This came out in 1998, and it is a top-down shoot 'em up. You are flying around. It's it's a, it's a bullet hell game, pretty much. You're you're flying around shooting, you know, bad guys that are shooting, you know, brightly colored lasers uh, or brightly colored like laser bullets, more or less, at you. And just as of these games go, trying to kill everything while dodging like a thousand bullets on the screen all at the same time. So you start the game up, and you so it asks you like you get you you get started on a game. It's like yeah, I want to do one player mode, all this. Ask you which difficulty. There are seven different difficulties to choose from, which is kind of strange. What? It starts you off. The default is difficulty five out of seven. Five is normal, by the way. Uh, it starts you off at five out of seven. So I just went with that. And then you pick your characters. So there's like five different characters. There's a, uh, there's uh, like some girl that's kind of not really nerdy, but I don't, I don't know, kind of nerdy looking. And then there's like this fat Egyptian guy. There's a robot. Oh, there's a guy named Alucard. Okay, that's 100% original. And um, and so you're so you're picking these these um, people that you're going to play with, and you're like, oh, okay, so this is going to be the pilot of whatever I'm of whatever like spaceship I'm flying around. But no, like whoever you pick, you're actually that character flying around the screen, which oh. is, like shooting lasers just. I guess creating lasers out of thin air and shooting them. So that's kind of, it's, I liked it. It's, it's funny. It's like, you know, none of this has to make sense really in any way. So why not just like have these characters flying around? Like the Egyptian guy is actually flying on a, like a flying carpet, if I remember correctly, but all the other ones like are just, you're this person flying around throwing lasers at people. Uh, so the character you're flying around, you've got your basic, um, you know, like, 
your basic lasers that you shoot, and then you have a more powerful... So A does your regular shot, and uh, B does like a... Um, like a, like kind of like a, most of the characters is like a melee attack, but it's a lot more powerful. And then one or the other, I don't remember if it's A or B, but one of them, like you can hold down. It also does a uh, charge attack and that'll, you know, that you have to build up your, like a meter to use that. But when you do, obviously it's really powerful. And then you have bombs mapped to another button and that's like a screen clearing attack, which it'll also clear all the, uh, like bullets, all the projectiles on the screen. And I found that, so first of all, this game is really hard. I found that the, you have, <coughs> you have to use the, the bombs. Like a lot of times I end up saving those up in games like this, but you, if you try saving them up, you're going to die all the time because there are so many, or at least for me, I did because there are so many times where I found myself like trapped in a corner or, tra- or trapped like at the bottom of the screen and like a trillion bullets all over it. And like, there's nothing I, there's no way I possibly could have dodged all of them. So you, so I would just have to use that to clear it. And they seem to give you bombs fairly frequently. So I think that was maybe by design. I think they expect you to use those quite a bit to, to clear the screen when you get in tough spots like that. Um, the <clears throat> one weird thing about it is you can most of these games, you can just hold down the shoot button, but on this one, you have to tap it Ooh. nonstop. So yeah, you might get a little bit of a cramp after <laughs> after playing for 30, 45 yeah. minutes or so. Um, I you get used to it eventually, but it is kind of weird. Also, it doesn't, and I, I think this is maybe true for a lot of Dreamcast games. I don't, I can't really say yet. But every time, every single time I started the game, I would get screwed up because I would want to use the analog stick to control my character, but you have to use the D pad, which is kind of weird. Like the analog stick doesn't do anything. So I would have, I would have liked to be able to just, you know, have the option to use it at least, but no, you, it doesn't do anything. You have to use the, uh, you have to use the D pad. So that kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, the game looks really nice. It's got, I mean, you know, it, it looks very, uh, like a good arcade game looks. All the colors are nice and bright. You know, obviously it's all sprites and pixels and that kind of stuff. Um, but it looks, well, maybe not obviously. It's it's not like 3D rendered polygons or anything like that. It is, sure. it is 2D sprites. Uh, but they, but it looks really good. I love the art. Everything, like I said, everything's like nice and bright and looks and very colorful and all that. The game is fun. Uh, it can, but, you know, besides the fact that you have to use the D-pad, it does control really well. But it's just super hard. I had a, a hard time. Even, I played... Um, you have unlimited continues, but eventually the continues, and I don't, I couldn't tell if this was after you use a certain number of them or when you get to a certain point in the game, but eventually the continues, you still can use them, but they start you off at the very beginning of the level as opposed to just picking up where you left off. So I got on, on difficulty five, which is quote normal. I got to a point where. I just couldn't get any farther and it wasn't really even wow. that far into the game. Uh, so I, I knocked it down to four and I got a little bit farther, but even four was, was pretty hard. If you go all the way down to one, I did this just to see what it was like. It's called like baby mode or something like that. Jesus, It's like one, it's like every once in a while, one bad guy will shoot one bullet at you. <laughs> fuck so it's like not even worth playing at that point uh but that was kind of amusing 
and they've got little cutscenes. There's a it's, like there's a story to the game, but it doesn't really tell you what the story is starting off. So at the end of each level, when the story starts progressing, you're like, wait, what is going on? Like when you finish the first level, they're like, oh, I got this. Now I can make the medicine. And you're like, okay, what's this medicine for? And but that's it. And then you like finish the second level and it's like, oh, I beat this guy. And I got this other um, thing. Now I can, now I only need one more thing to make the medicine. <laughs> He's like, what is this? What, what are we trying to accomplish here? But they don't really ever say it. And it's also, it's funny because there's also these uh, like characters that you, that are the bad guys that you're kind of fighting. Um, like every time you get to the end of the level, this, this pirate girl pops out and she's like, oh, you know, what are we going to do? And like one of her, one of her like henchmen or whatever will come and be like, oh, we got to, we'll, we'll fight this guy off boss. And she's like, okay. And then you, you go into the fight and then at the end of the, at the end of the level, like you're saying like, oh, I got the medicine or, or this and that. And then like, you know, they might pop out and be like, oh, they beat us, but we'll get them next time. But it goes so fast through the cutscenes. It's like they realize that they don't matter at all. 0% have any impact on the game besides kind of like looking neat. So they go so fast and you can't, you can't, like, it's not like the text scrolls and then it waits for you to push a button. It's like the text comes on the screen, stays there for about two seconds and then goes away. Like r regardless of whether you, uh, of whether you read, read it. it. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that it like, you know, I felt like it realized how inconsequential it was. It's like, yeah, but here's a story. Here's all right. Let's get on with it. All right. Now let's shoot. <laughs> that, guys. It's good. At least it knows. Yeah. At least it knows. I, I really kind of liked that. It was, it was, it was funny and I appreciated that they didn't want to waste my time. So Gunbird two is a really good game. I didn't get super far because it is pretty tough, but if you like, if you like a uh, bullet hell shoot 'em ups, then you would really enjoy Gunbird two. The other games I played, there are two others, and I'm just I'm just gonna sort of group them together here. I played NFL 2K1 as well as NBA 2K1. I thought you're gonna say crazy taxi here, man. That's crazy. Oh man, I really I that's that's what I've been thinking about. I'm definitely gonna play like that. That's, that's one like that I've the been go -to. wanting to. That's play. what that system was known for. I know, I know. I and I don't even own it yet. I'm gonna I'll pick it up pretty soon. I might actually have a copy. I will, I'll double check to see. I, I might have some games, actually. If I have them, I'll send them to you. We Holy don't have shit. Yes. I'll check. I, don't, don't get your hopes up because I get rid of a lot of shit, but yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you have them, then I will uh, I would definitely sure. take those off your hands. Um, so NFL and NBA 2K1. I never played a, a 2K game. I always played, you know, Madden and that kind of stuff. So um, this was, I was interested to see like if these were any good and all that. So these came out in 2000, of course. Um, <laughs> really, there's not a whole lot to say about either of them. Uh, I was pretty impressed in all of the, uh, you know, it's like, I know that games had this at this point, but you kind of forget that like all the way back in 2000, they already had like league building stuff and career mode where you're, where you're trading guys and doing drafts and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the game mechanics, like the games weren't super awesome or anything, but they were like really solid, like kind of like serious sports games where you had to, um, both for both of them, NFL and NBA, you had to like play smart and like do like plays and like play the way that you, like people would in real life. If you wanted to have a chance at winning. And even then, like they were tough enough to where, I definitely did not like, I, I'm pretty sure I like only had like a 50% win rate, win rate on the, on the games wow. that I played on these. 
because uh, you know the 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 AI is good. You have to play smart, and then on top of that, you have to like you know, actually perform well on top of like your play calling and just like the way you play and that kind of stuff. So I was pretty impressed by that. Uh, I for some reason I had this preconception that the two K games were like were arcadey games. But they're not at all. They're they're uh, they lean definitely much harder towards kind of sim than interesting. Than I actually style. thought the same thing. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, hundred percent. I was I was literally yeah. That's actually crazy. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And they are not at all arcadey. Huh. Um, what's also really cool is they both use the the VMUs. Uh, again, if you're not familiar with the Dreamcast, those are the the memory cards with like the that have a little screen on them that you can see through a little window in the controller when you have it plugged into your controller. <laughs> they use those in like pretty interesting ways. On um, NFL, you can use it to pick your plays. So that way, really? if yeah, so that way if you're playing against somebody, like you can just look at your own screen and they can't see like, oh, there's are these three plays on screen. He's probably picking one of those, you know. Like you could if you're playing. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. With a that's a, that's a problem with like Tecmo football and shit. Yeah. Paper rock scissors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. And then on uh, on NBA 2K1, it'll show you. It has a meter next to all your guys that are in the game. It'll show you like how fatigued they are, so you know like whether you need to sub somebody out or not. So that was pretty cool. Uh, the only other thing is the free throws on NBA 2K1 were super super awkward. You. you I couldn't even figure them out like the first few times when you're doing a free throw. It's got these two arrows, two arrows that are, that are going like in an arch towards the basket, towards like, like towards the basket, but they are not pointing at the basket. They're like pointing. Each of them is pointing on like one edge of the, uh, of the backboard. Okay. And I was like, okay, apparently I have to get these to point to the, actual goal like the actual rim but i don't can't if i can't figure out how to get him to do that what you have to do is press r and l ever so slightly and r as you press it it'll move the um it's it's pressure sensitive so the more you press it the faster it will go i remember their bumpers not being very good too correct like um, it's kind of hard to gently do it versus I don't know because this okay. this mechanic it's hard for me to say based on this mechanic because for me it was the like the game that felt finicky for me on this but you press one you press you you hold L like just a little bit and it moves a little bit towards the goal you press it a little bit more and it moves farther and farther but if you press it like a little bit too much it'll go past the goal and then if you let off it doesn't do anything you have to let you have to like if you pass it then that's that was your chance you can't like let off and it'll go back so you have to be like super careful, yeah. but you're having to do this with both of them at the same time with the left yeah. one and the right one, like just barely kind of squeezing them, like, wh- like hoping they both line up. And then when they both get exactly right, try to press, um, the button, try to press a or B or whatever it is without like moving your fingers <laughs> on the bumpers Oof, when you do while so. While trying to manage to hold <laughs> these down just slightly. Yeah. That was kind of miserable. I made like one free throw the, the like the whole entire time that I played this game. So that wasn't very fun. But otherwise, like I said, the games I, I was I was pretty impressed by them. You had to uh you had to really play smart and they were pretty challenging. So uh, uh, so those were good. So I was going to say uh one thing I do remember about the Dreamcast is 
a funny thing. So you obviously remember back in the day, you know, you'd, you'd get the, the main controller that came with the system and then you'd order, you know, the young Mad Cats controllers that were always <laughs> dog shit. Yeah. And I got a Mad Cats Dreamcast controller. I, you know, Dreamcast controllers are pretty heavy, right? Like they're, they're, they're pretty sturdy, I guess is what you can say. This oh, yeah, thing weighed like nothing when you got it outside the box. Like it, it was oh, no really? I thought you were about to say oh, it was yeah. like a hundred pounds. No, it was dog dude. Like it was, it was a it was a uh, translucent one. You could kind of see through. It was like that see through oh, cool. plastic. The buttons felt like Flintstones vitamins. Like they were like <laughs> real rough and they didn't feel responsive. And you had to like press down on them. If you pressed them at an angle, it wouldn't go down. You had to be like dead on. And it, it uh, was so terrible. crap. Like there were not that many multiplayer games that I played for this system. But my god, I just remember that that was the worst Mad Cats controller I ever had ever. That like I know this I know everybody knows this but I have to say it again um I'm all I've always been fascinated by the fact that this company who that all their entire purpose was just to make controllers how they yeah. made such terrible controllers they were the only ones they were the only ones and they, <laughs> they were so much cheaper like it like a, another dreamcast controller was probably like 40 or 50 bucks oh were they cheaper i didn't know that oh I guess yeah maybe they were that like was it then. 20 dollars yeah they were so cheap like in comparison um so yeah mac has controllers suck yep all right let's let's move on to to me okay so about time i i'm gonna start by apologizing because uh I need to start looking the years these games that I play <laughs> come out. You did it again. I did it again. Two, two, two podcasts in a row. I, I just assume that PlayStation 2 games came out 2005 and older. I don't know why. Like, in my head, I'm just like, there's no way a game came out for PlayStation in 2007. Oh, <laughs> oh nope. Sure enough, this there game is. came out in 2007, North America. So I'll, I will definitely check it from now on. It was definitely unintentional. It, oddly enough, I really wanted to play this game anyways, so it still probably would have happened. Um I played Odin Sphere for PS2. It came out in 2007. Um, and this game is... I've never heard of this game prior to Lisa telling me about it. And hmm. I watched her play it a little bit, and she was getting really frustrated with the difficulty of it, and that interested me very much. And I was like, I put that, I kind of put it on my to-do list. I was like, I have to play this game. Like It, it seems very interesting, and it's, it's a unique art style. Uh, Storyline's okay, and the gameplay is very interesting. So I was like, i got to try this game. Dude, the art looks so, good. The art is interesting. It's good. It, it, look at um, Odin. art's really Google, good. Holy shit! Look at Odin. Uh, make sure you're looking at the PS2 one because there is a PS3 one. Uh, Google am. Odin um, from from Odin Sphere for PS2. They're such a cool art style. All the male characters are kind of like this overly ridiculous, massive size, and all the girls are very petite, very anime esque. I can't um, find in that Odin. kind of regard because uh, let me see. Okay, picture for you real quick. One like, second, Odin. Like I really actually am loving this art style. It, it's very appealing and it's voice acted too, so it's kind of cool in that regard too. Oh, cool. Uh, let's see. Well, I just found out spoilers in the story. That's good. <laughs> that sucks. I'm gonna send this to you directly so that it's not saved in our chat channel. Let's see. Here you are. <laughs> here you are. Is this embarrassing or something? No, no. I just don't. Uh... Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Holy shit. They're like many yeah, times so, larger than the girls. Okay, is that so? All the male yeah, characters yeah. are like that. All, almost all the male characters are like this. Like, there's one name. I think his name's Beretta. They're just like over the top, really large, and the women are very petite and tiny, like anime characters. Yeah. And 
it, it's just it's very funny but the, the voice acting's good the music's very good it's actually really good and the game kind of drops you into this war zone of these warring kingdoms and some of the main character siblings die like right off the bat and it, it just kind of you kind of get dragged into it and the the intro is a little long it's it's probably like 12 15 minutes or so and it's not huh. uninteresting but it kind of gets old and you, you want to see some combat and so essentially the combat uh you have it, it's active so it's um and, and you're it's 2d and you're moving across this limited um sort of zone i guess you could say and so if you walk too far to the left well you you've come full circle and you, you if you would have walked two steps to the right that's where you would have been and so you can kind of use that to your advantage you can kite mobs out if you need to heal or whatever and so you have items you have uh, two bags and they can they contain uh items that can be used in combat and well items that you'd want to use in combat and items that you'd want to use outside combat so you have limited inventory space and as you kill mobs, they drop items, and they also release these souls. Similar, they kind of look like souls. I think they're called like pyre spheres or something like that. They look very similar to the the souls from Anamusha, and you actually hit R one just like Anamusha to absorb the souls. <laughs> and as you absorb the souls, you can level up, you can um, get power back, so you can use more abilities, and it can be used on uh, a specific item. And so the different types of items you can get are there's some equipables that'll increase your movement speed, uh, increase your health sort of things like different things like that right you can get extra money and the items are pretty okay I, I only used a handful of them and they were kind of a waste of inventory spot the second type of item is consumables you can use like cheese or or uh meat to heal and items have two stats they give you health and they give you experience an item that gives a lot of health primarily does not give a lot of experience and vice versa and you know generally what kind of item uh, what the items are going to be uh, when you buy them, it tells you exactly how much health and experience. Wait, so the, I, the, I, the items will give you experience? like using Yeah, them? for consuming health huh, items, okay. you get experience. And cool. if you level up, you get full health and you get more powerful and you get more health. And uh, when you're buying from a vendor, you can kind of see the difference. In, primarily, vendors sell items that give a good number of, ex of health and very little experience because otherwise you could just buy a bunch of items and level up, right? Yeah. But when you grow, it's different. You actually get these seeds that you can drop in the ground and uh, they require... Bosons. That's what the souls are called. I think they're called bosons. And so they require a certain number of souls or bosons in order to grow enough to provide something. Certain ones will say requires five bosons in order to bloom. When it blooms, it gives you a couple pieces of a couple items that can heal you, right? And it tells you like high health, low experience, medium health, low experience. Like it tells you generally what the item's going to be. And then you can get fun stuff like requires twelve bosons and spawns a sheep. And when you kill a sheep, it gives you. <laughs> a lot of healing, but low experience. Or what I found out today is the great grape fruit, not a great fruit, grapefruit. <laughs> and it's grapes. And when you plant it, it requires 12 bosons, which is quite a bit. But when you pair that, there's another plant that you can drop that, get, that when, it's, when it spawns, it produces 12 bosons. So those two plants have a lot of synergy because one provides the bosons, the other one requires it. This and sounds like the, Dr. Seuss wrote this game. <laughs> anyways so when the the grape plant blooms or produces fruit the fruit gives a fuck ton of experience and a very small amount of health and i figured this out and i'm like oh so anytime i find grapes i absolutely hold them and then use them and spawn them and get a ton of experience and pretty much every time i've used this i've leveled up <laughs> and it's kind of a little bit of an exploit so oh, okay. i've been utilizing the shit out of that and so combat um, on the top right corner, you have this little box. It's probably 
one and a half inch by let's say three or four inches and it has a a sort of um you say like a it's like this small little monitor and it shows an icon of you and your white your, your everything's just kind of like this gray scale or white scale kind of thing and it shows you and you can kind of see if you're moving back and forth but you can also see enemies on there. The enemies are labeled different colors and you can see their projectiles and you can see their movements. There are certain bosses that I fought that do like this sort of movement and then they dash at you. And so you can even see it on this little radar type looking thing at the top, right? Which is very nice because you can kind of say, okay, I'm far enough away from enemies on both sides. I can heal because while you're healing, you can get hit. And if you get hit before your heal goes off, you can die. If you get hit after your heal goes off, well, your heal pretty much is negated because you're taking a bunch of damage. Also, sure. I'm playing on the hardest difficulty. So. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, the mobs are, are pretty interesting. So you, you Wait, hold on, hold on, real, real fast. What, is the combat real time? Yeah, yeah, it's real time. Okay. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Real time combat. Uh, the mobs vary from very simplistic things that just kind of swing at you to these floating monstrosities that shoot missiles in all directions, to frogs that stand on hi their hind legs and try to punch you. Like it's very creative um, mobs, I would say, and the is the, it the combat. Sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. Is it where is it like where you is it like MMO style real time or is it like you actually hit the button to strike? You actually hit the button to strike. Okay, so it's kind of action. Yeah. It's like action RPG style. Yeah, style. it's kind of an action RPG. Yeah, okay, yeah I would okay. I would say so. Right. And so some of the mobs are really big and they're really cool looking, and you can do all these different mechanics. Primarily, mobs take more damage from behind. Um, so this is where your combat comes into play, right? So you are this Valkyrie, um, and you can jump, you can double jump, you can then glide afterwards. And the glide, you can actually fly indefinitely, I found out today. So if you actually like jump, jump, glide, you can actually steer it upwards and pretty much glide indefinitely. Which isn't a huge advantage because there are floating mobs and mobs primarily have some sort of missile mechanic. So they can shoot you out of the sky. But while you're in the air, you can do a diving strike and you can strike at an angle. And I've understood the angle enough to know exactly how far away I need to be positioned oh, cool. so that I can strike my opponent. Yeah, so you kind of get the feel for that. Then you have a basic ground strike, sort of like Dynasty Warriors, where it's like a one, two, three, the thir three and the third one's a powerhouse hit. You can also do like a low swing, which is a power swing. Uh, you have certain spells that you can use that do damage or turn you invisible. But are invincible. Oddly enough, it, it's weird. It's I believe it's listed as invisible. But while you're invisible, you can't take or deal damage. It's kind of weird. But <laughs> so you're I usually use that. Yeah, kind of. I use that time to heal. So if I'm very low, I'll pop that and kind of walk away and then heal up. But the, oddly enough, the mobs okay. know where you are. So it, it's it's weird. It's a very bizarre mechanic, and it lasts a little long, and you can't turn it off. So you're kind of just waiting, and they're waiting. So it, it's just really weird thing, but. The other spells are kind of cool. Um, and then the combat, really, what you're doing for the most part is you're reacting to your opponent, whatever the mob is. In some cases, it's multiple mobs. And they give off, you know, sort of triggers of what they're about to do so you can react to it. So there's some reactionary elements to it. The hardest boss I fought so far, her name is the Velvet Witch. And she has a couple different mechanics, and I ended up having to kind of cheese it because I was getting kind of frustrated. But her first mechanic is she hits really hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. like if you fly at her face she literally will hit you like a lot of uh, most of the time she teleports off screen a lot she'll like jump up into the air and she'll come up somewhere else she throws this vial and when it hits the ground it releases this missile type effect and if you're in it it will juggle you and do a bunch of damage to you and she can even throw it at you when you're very 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 far away from her it's kind of bullshit hmm. she also has a mechanic where she jumps up into the trees there's like these uh these 
Because huh? I said it, I'm not going to sneeze now. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, she jumps up into the tree, and there's like this branch that's that's reaching outwards, and she stands on it, and she throws more vials. And when you get close to her, she she like sort of like powers up, and she pulls these two chains out of the ground, and they zigzag up and down the screen, the full screen. And if they hit you, they do a bunch of damage to you, and they kind of zigzag. And she goes pretty far, like a couple screens off in one direction. And so... And, and, and on top of that, she summons an ad. And the ad is not necessarily like a nuance or a nuisance, excuse an me. Ad? But yeah, it, like another mob. Like it summons an ad. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, sorry, that's common I've term. Never, yeah, I had never heard that before. Yeah, so she summons an additional mob. And the mob's kind of annoying. It's there to produce Fozon so you can get some power back and to utilize your plants and stuff. But it's really annoying and the mob hits really hard. And so what I ended up having to do is I, I literally just glided around the map Every time I would see her, I would just I would d- do a dive attack at her, and then I would just run away. And I did that over and over and over. And what I found <laughs> is when when she gets low, she just kind of gets faster, and she does more damage. And it, it's it's kind of over the top. It's it's not really fun. It, it was just kind of stupid. And I died hmm. to it a couple times. I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna cheese this. Like this 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 chick's not gonna hurt me at all. So I, I never got hit by her the time I killed her, and I just I just kind of did this jump glide effect. Hell yeah. So. I'm not going to talk about the story too much because I don't fully understand it yet. I am three or four chapters deep, and the story is kind of interesting. It's it's kind of a drama. Um, it essentially, your father is the king Odin, and while you're fighting this this velvet witch, you find out after the fact because you're about to kill her. You're you're literally like about to slit her throat, and your father walks up and he explains that uh, during some some war torn times, he went to the opposing kingdom for some reason ended up sleeping with the princess and oh, he had a child shit. with her which was this girl that you're fighting yeah and then and then apparently and apparently he abandoned the woman he had, had sex with and he went back to his kingdom and she produced this child and after they found out the child belongs to the king of the other kingdom they killed her and so this velvet witch obviously hates her father hates you because you are related to him and so that's kind of the main story i've seen so far it's it's interesting. The The voice acting is very good. The visuals are fun. I mean, obviously, you looked at them. The, just, they're just they're ridiculous, but it's fun. Um, I will definitely continue to play this game. It's very, very fun. Uh, I'm trying to think what else was really appealing. or appealing. Interesting. So is it like, I know you said that one boss is super hard, but how, what's the difficulty like overall? On the mode I'm playing on, pretty hard. It, okay. it, I've died... Five, six, seven times. But you're probably. playing on the hardest difficulty. Yeah. Okay. It's you, supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be a hard game no matter what, from what people okay. told me. Do you have any uh, idea how long the, it is? I have no clue, actually. I would say if you if you just like focus purely on the story and play it on the normal difficulty, I would guesstimate probably about 10 to 12 hours. Oh, that's but not, that's just kind of based on how the pacing's been so far. It's not too bad at all. That's kind of... uh, one of the bizarre mechanics is so as you kill mobs you accrue you, you obviously obtain uh, Hold on, currency, this is right? this is 31 hours. Oh wow, okay, I'm way Holy off shit, that. No, wait. Holy shit, no no no, that's I'm sorry, that's not even the right one. This is 39 hours. <laughs> oh wow, I was way off. It just seems like the pacing like if you really push through the story it wouldn't be that long, but okay. Cuz I mean, I'm I'm four four chapters in and I've been playing for Five or six hours, maybe. Okay. Like I, I just feel like the pacing couldn't be that much, but okay, I guess I'm way off. Uh, one of the little frustrating—it's not frustrating; it's just kind of weird. The currency. So, as you're killing mobs, they drop currency, right? 
and you get a total, and it's like, yo, you have, you have 31 coins, right? Or whatever the, whatever the currency is. Then you go to a bo- uh, shop, and you're like, hey, I want to I buy some items. So he's like, okay, the total comes to $20. So then you get this screen of about eight coins from left to right, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to select the coins you want to use. And they come in sizes of 1, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, so on and so forth. But like, okay. if the cost is $31, and you're like, okay, I'll put a three tens in, I'll put a put a one in i guess and it's like or it's like i don't have a one so you have to put a five in so then you get change <laughs> okay it's just weird and you actually have to select the coins and it's like why why not just say i have 56 dollars? <laughs> that's really you, weird you, yeah yeah it's just kind of tedious and it is right it's like I, pointless. I kind of scratched my head at it yeah and the first time i went to the shop i was like oh i don't have change so i'm not I, it was like 14 dollars, right and i had a, had a 10 and a five i'm like well i don't really want to lose that dollar so i'm like I'll just wait till I have different change. <laughs> what I found out later is you, if you if you overspend money, then they give you right. Then money they back. give you change. Yeah, it, it, it's just kind of weird. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was kind of a turnoff. I was like, what? What the hell were they thinking? Like, I was like trying to think in my head, like, well, maybe strategically, I'm like, no, I'm just trying to justify something stupid. Like this. <laughs> Legit stupid. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Combat wise, there's definitely your so when you. You up an attack, right? You start attacking and your character starts moving. You can't really cancel it once you've started. Oh, okay. And there's kind of like a 1.5 second delay when you start you kind of cast an attack. Oh, weird. And yeah, and so you can get hit pretty easily. Is it like is it like they're is it like part of the animation is like winding up or something or well, is it just, just a delay? Uh, it's the animation. It's the animation okay, for okay. sure. I think it's done intentional to be honest. Yeah, I've played uh, some games like that for sure. Yeah, and it's like, oh, how can we make it more difficult? Well, let's make it frustrating. It's like, well, no, don't do that. Make the game better. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's a little bit weird. And you, once you get used to it, it's not that big of an issue. It does encourage you. It, it does encourage me personally to use jump attacks a lot. I'd say that for sure. So it's just they just feel smoother and and without oh, okay. issues. A little faster. Yeah. Beyond that, I mean, it, it's a very good game. I I really don't think I've ever heard of this game before and i was i've heard the name intrigued by it. okay but i've never like i didn't know anything about it but i know i've heard that i mean it may have been like blake or somebody that i heard it from but uh i, I know i've heard the name before uh, you know what's funny is that i actually thought of this was a blake type game when i was playing it oh yeah yeah could very well be i mean he's a, definitely an rpg guy yeah right um yeah, this game like I can't get over how like awesome the art is on it's this. It's interesting, right? It's it's very interesting. It's colorful, it's like vibrant. It's uh the the like some of the um some of the, like the bad guys I'm looking at look really cool. Yeah, some of the bad guys look stupid cool. Yeah. Like I'm looking at this one and he's got like alien style like teeth coming out of his like another mouth coming out of his mouth type thing. Uh, if it wasn't like 40 hours to beat the damn thing, I would, I mean, I may even end up playing this anyways, but I was going to say, it's actually kind of fun <laughs> to just try like in all honesty. Cool. I may have to give this one a shot. Good. Good. Awesome. Okay. I'm, I really, I'm digging this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good start to 2018. Team. All right. Top fives. So we're, uh, our top fives for this episode are our usual uh, New Year's Eve, or sorry, New Year's Resolution top fives. We are 
not doing like goals so much as these are the games that we want to play this year. We're doing it just like we did last year. I think the first couple of years we did like, this is my goal. I'm going to do this and that. But then we, last year we changed it to, these are the games that I want to try to play. So, uh, before we start that, I went and listened to what our goal, what our oh, games that no. we want to do. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to do this. I'm <laughs> yeah. such an idiot. I'm surprised that I remembered to go do this because I had planned on it all along, but I assumed that I would just probably forget to. But no, I went back and listened to last January's, uh, last last year's first episode to see what we said that we wanted to play this year. So Jay, year number three oh, no. was Earthbound. Oh, that was done. That was, well, you you started Well, Earthbound. I played, I didn't say I was going to beat it, did I? I, said, um, I, beat it I don't, I don't think you said that on Earthbound. I probably said I was going to beat it, but I... I, I did play it, and I actually very I will beat that game in my lifetime for sure. I just have to get the the drive. It's a really fun game. Like I'm still impressed with how old and how good that game is. Like, if I had to say like best games of all time, Earthbound's definitely in the top five. Like it's just such a complete game. It's one of my favorite games ever too. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's up there with tactics. Like in all honesty, it's like tactics wow. that. Oh yeah, for sure. It's such a good game. Different I mean, play style, but just overall, it's just. Such I mean, I like it better than... I don't like Final Fantasy Tactics nearly as much as you do, but um, I'm, just, I'm just surprised that you like it as much as... Yeah. Or, you know, comparatively to Tactics. I'll play Final Fantasy Tactics every year for the rest of my life, probably, and Earthbound I will definitely be within my lifetime, at least once. Cool. All right, your number two was to play through... You specifically said play through on this one, a Metal Gear Solid game. Oh, damn. You got like two hours into one. Oh, a little longer than that. It was, was that only two hours? It was definitely longer than that. I mean, you did not get to the bulk of the game. Oh, you said, I see. Okay, okay, okay. You maybe three, but absolute max three. Because that's when you switch characters and then... What, what's funny is I may have spent more than the normal allotted time. Just you per, you I may have. I was very bad at the game. <laughs> <laughs> That is definitely true. Was the last one? I really hope the last one isn't what I'm thinking it is. Uh, <laughs> it was Anamusha Two. Okay. And you were very excited about playing Anamusha Two, unfortunately, because I know you ended up yeah. not liking it. You said, um, "Quote: How I'm, could it be bad?" <laughs> this is this is a quote from what you said. I'm really excited to see how the game improves. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I, I like. Still, like you played Onimusha, right? Like you yeah. can't imagine it getting worse, right? It, it it definitely wasn't mechanically worse. It is you just got to try it. I, you you really like it's hard to fathom how they could screw it up. I mean, you know, honestly, I can I can see how they would because I, well, I mean, granted, <clears throat> I heard your description of what makes it worse, but like this type of game, we talked about how it's just like Resident Evil, except it makes all the key finding and puzzle solving yeah. like much more streamlined and not frustrating. I can very easily see them screwing that up. It just didn't up. flow as well. It, it yeah. really didn't. That's, that's part of the complaint. Is it just doesn't... It, it has that exact issue you talked about. It just doesn't flow well. There, there's too much openness for a game that is not geared to be an open game like at least in my mind and i may be completely wrong it may have just been a certain area of the game that i got to and 
Maybe I didn't give it enough of a chance by all means, but it really felt like the game was just going to be this endless search for what the hell do I have to do next? Okay, I got this random item that I don't remember anything synergizing with. Okay, I guess I'm going to walk around. Oh, more combat. Oh, another combat. <laughs> another... Yeah. 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 I, I say definitely give it a shot to make sure I'm not just being ridiculous, ridiculous but... No, I, I mean, I believe it, but... Yeah, it was yeah. it was funny because this was your number one. You were like, you seemed so excited to try it out after how much you loved on Onimusha one, and I was just like, oh, poor Jay. <laughs> All right, mine were uh, my number three was Wing Commander two, which I did play. I uh, I didn't like. I sort of played the whole thing. I played it to where like I got a bad ending basically and didn't get very far through it. So Unless like, you beat it. I didn't really beat it. I kind of got like a nice version of game over. Uh, I, my, my my number two was to beat Mario two. I definitely, no, that definitely did not happen. I got very close to beating it, but did not beat it. And, uh, you know, I, although I'm trying to even, I wonder if I even played, I'm, I'm, I wonder if that was lat or the year before that I got so close and if I maybe even didn't even play it this year. Anyway, regardless, I did not beat Mario 2 this year. And my number one was Super Metroid, which I did play through and beat. Like so those, game. yeah, oh yeah. So those were our, uh, the games we wanted to play in 2017. Now we're going to talk about the games we want to play in 2018. I'm going to roll a dice here. You're odd numbers. I'm even numbers. Number five this time. Even starts. So I'll go first. Yeah, we're doing five this time. So top five games that we want to play in the year 2018. Shit, I meant to go back and think about this some Wait, more. Wait, <laughs> what? What did you just say? I said shit. I meant to go back. No, why do you keep seeing 2008? It's 2018. That's what I said. Oh, your mic's cutting out then because it's throwing cows. me off. I keep hearing <laughs> what we're going to play in 2008. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> all right. Um, all right. I'm going to stick with what I've got here. Number five. And this is one that I'm, that I'm undecided between two games. And I... Anyone who's listening right now, I want you to write in and tell us which of these two games you would prefer to me to play Ooh, for this year. I like this. I'll do the one whichever gets the most votes. And you can vote too, Jay. Yes. Uh, so when I was playing, this actually relates to what we were talking about. When I played Anamusha, um, not too long ago, I was like, this is a really good game. It kind of got me in the mood to go back and play like Resident Evil or one of those games kind of like that. Uh, I figured I'd start off with the first one. Or, so, or Silent Hill, the first one. Ooh, ooh, Silent Hill scared the crap out of me when I first played it. <laughs> yeah, do you I know what game I really enjoyed is Code Veronica for Dreamcast. I enjoyed the shit out. Oh, of Oh, was that game. good? Is that was that good? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you. <laughs> but you liked I enjoyed it. it. Okay. <laughs> Silent <laughs> Hill. My, my vote's for Silent Hill out of those two, though. You I vote Silent for Hill Silent Hill? So scary. I yeah, think... that game started off so creepy. I feel like I would kind of uh, prefer Silent Hill, um, but I will play whatever gets the most votes because Resident Evil definitely has tons of problems, but I was intrigued enough by Anamusha to where I was like, yeah, I want to go back and play Resident Evil. But then I was like, ooh, or Silent Hill. So, wh so whichever gets the most votes, I will try to play that one. 
Um, I say Silent Hill or Code Veronica. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, what's your number five? Uh, number five. Oddly enough, uh, I, I want to play another Onimusha game this year in hopes. I'm, I'm, I'm one for two. <laughs> I, I want to go two for three. Okay. So I'm going to play another Onimusha game. I actually don't really have any preference. I don't. I think my uh, my choice is going to be limited, obviously, based on the years. But I want to play another Onimusha game for sure this year. Well, I mean, I would, still really enjoyed the first one. It would be the third one, right? Uh, I they had like a bunch of like side projects. Oh, uh, okay. Like yeah. Gotcha. So I, I think. Whichever is still within our parameters, I'm pretty much going to go with. I, I, I would assume there's probably one, maybe two more that are within our class. Yeah, I just pulled it up. Onimusha 3 came out in 2004, according to Okay, Wikipedia, so that'd so. be perfect then. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So Onimusha 3 then. Awesome. All right, number four. So I got a GameCube kind of I like, like back in September. <laughs> and currently I only own two games for it. Um... I don't own this one yet, but this is one that I've always wanted to play, but I didn't have a GameCube, so I never got a chance to, but I've really always been interested in it. You played it, I think, last year or, or the year before. Pikmin. Yeah, good choice. Pikmin is such... I enjoyed the shit out of the game. I yeah. buy 100% of the game again. Like, I love playing <laughs> It looks Seriously. really cool. It looks really fun. I really have been wanting to play it for a long time. That's a good one. The second one I didn't enjoy as much as people did, but I really, really enjoyed the first one. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my number four is a Dreamcast game. I want to play Fantasy Star Universe. Uh, oh, wow. We, Wait. You and I have talked about that from time to time. I imagine I'm going to hate this game, but I have this itch and nothing else will scratch it except for Fantasy Star Universe. It was probably the first MMO I ever played, and I did play it a little bit online at my friend's house. So it's and, an MMO. Yeah, but you can play the single player offline, to my knowledge, and there's even co-op. Offline. So it's so it's not like Fantasy Star is it's not like the base Fantasy Star game. No, it is okay. not. It, okay. That's yeah. I, I'm not a huge Fantasy Star person, but Fantasy Star Universe I, I think captured my MMO drive. Gotcha. And I, I remember it being ridiculous, and I remember my friend and I getting very frustrated with it and spending a lot of time with it. But I always remember having fun. So I'm I'm definitely going to play this game at some point this year. I played Fantasy Star for uh, Xbox. And I had to, I had a lot of fun with that for a while. <clears throat> it's a it's a, it's it's a good like basic like let's go smash up some bad guys and like get gear and like build up our characters and that kind of stuff. But um like with I may have talked about this before, but on Xbox there was such a bad hacking problem that eventually you just got to the oh, point yeah. where like this is pointless. That's how this was too, actually. Yeah. Well, I, it was so funny because you could um. There's no restriction on what, like, level you could play at in relation to, like, what level your character was. So you could join a game with, like, and I didn't do this very much, like, after I realized what happened, but it was funny when it did happen. I was, like, I had a, uh, like, a mage-type character who was level, like, pretty high level. And then, like, I joined, like, I was looking for a party, and all I could find was low-level people. So it was me playing with, like, really low-level like, you know, a couple other people. And that game, you like, it doesn't divide up experience. It's whoever gets the kill gets all the experience for that oh. kill. So we would get to an area, and I would cast a spell that literally wipes everybody on the screen and get all the experience for it. And everybody would, and like, you know, of course, at that point, it's like, 
a very small percentage of what it takes to level up for somebody like that was as high level as me. So it was totally pointless for me and totally stole all the experience, like from the people who actually needed it. So it was like kind of funny, but then like you do that five times, you're like, all right, this is pretty dumb. All right. Well, that's a good one. All right. Number three, see man. So as you know, do you know about this game? No. So as you know, I just got a dreamcast. There's a game for Dreamcast called Seaman, and I don't know a whole lot about it. This is what I know. There's a fish on the screen with a human face, and you have a microphone, like, as, as a peripheral, uh, like, thing that plugs into the Dreamcast, mm-hmm. and you talk to Seaman, and Seaman, like learns how to talk back to you over time or he probably doesn't actually learn, but it's like fake learning where like he only knows a few words at first. Then like, you know, the game gradually gives him more and more vocabulary and he's voiced by Lim- by uh, Leonard Nimoy. That's, that's the extent of my knowledge about this game. That's all you needed. <laughs> that's all I needed. Uh, and the, Oh, like look at the, <laughs> like even the box for this game is, uh, it's like super creepy looking fish with a person's face oh, on it. What the fuck? It's <laughs> like a meme. It does, and look, and like even the box says "caution, seaman," and it's got like a frog slash human hybrid. Uh, like this I'm is just. That is. I, I I just have to play this game. That is so weird. Yeah. So that's like with my new Dreamcast. I was like, I gotta go. I gotta find finally see what Seaman's all about. My number three is Yoshi's Island 2. Um, this is... I enjoy a lot of the... <laughs> actually, let me see. Hold on one second. Uh, oh, no, it what? came out in 2008. Oh, did it really? No, I'm joking. Oh, I was like, wait, how the hell did that come out in 2008? I remember <laughs> playing on Super Nintendo. Uh, Super Nintendo had a couple of these really just all-star games that I remember really enjoying. Like, the... the Super Mario, is it just called Super Mario for Super Nintendo? Super Mario World? Super Mario World. Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island 1. And I remember very much enjoying Yoshi's Island 2. And I played the three of these very uh, very close together uh, when I was a kid. Because, I, I, again, I never had a Super Nintendo, so I had to play it at my buddy's house. But I remember enjoying these games immensely. And this is one of them that I would love to play again. And I saw somebody streaming. I think it may have been for uh, Games Done Quick, actually. I either watched somebody on YouTube uh, speedrun it or I watched it on GDQ, but this game is so fun. I love the sound effects minus the goddamn crying baby, but the, the sound effects, the music's very fun and very positive. And just wait, wait hold on. This is the one with the crying baby? Yeah. Okay, this is just Yoshi's Island, right? Wait, no, no, no. no. Oh, does 2 not it's, have the... <clears throat> so, it's, it's Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Is that what it's? I can't find any any Yoshi's oh, I Island right. two. I don't think there is a Yoshi's Island two. I could be wrong, but no, I can't no, I find. No, no, I think you're right. Okay. Oh, that is so confusing. <laughs> yeah, it is. There's a third. Listen to this too. Yoshi's Island Super Mario Advance three. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Like, what the hell were they thinking? Oh man, that is so confusing. And that's not even, and that's the same game just re released for Game Boy yeah, Advance. Yoshi's it's not... Island Super Mario Advance 3 for Game Boy Advance. And it's the same game. Okay, now I don't feel like Holy stupid. Holy shit. 
So yes, you are correct. It's Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. It's not Yoshi's Island 2. My apologies. That is really fucking confusing. But regardless, <laughs> I'm going to play this this year and I'm going to enjoy it a lot. Nice. <laughs> nice. This was... Um, so that reminds me, like one of the ones that is not on my list, but I do plan on playing it this year is... Uh, like, I've been wanting, I've been wanting to play the Super Mario, like base Super Mario games, in order. <clears throat> like through, like during the whole life of this podcast, and so far I've only played the first two. That's so, so funny. That's I don't the know. Best one. I don't. I don't know how I've only gotten that far, but I do want to play Mario Three and Super Mario World this year and catch up at least a little bit. Super Mario World, one hundred percenting that game is something that I would love to do. Oh, not yeah. on my list, but I would love to do that. Yeah. It's so fun because I don't remember half the shit, like how to get all the Star Road and everything. Like, it would take me, take me some time to remember. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of this stuff either. It'll be fun to kind of like have to find it, figure it out again. Yeah. That's what you do. Just don't play games long enough. <laughs> all right, my number two. We talked about these games not too long ago. Maybe it was the last episode even. I want to play several games in this in this series, Twisted Metal. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I when we when we started talking about it, uh, I guess it was last time we when we whenever it was that we started talking about, it, I was like, oh man, I really, really, really want to go back and play these. So, namely, I want to play the very first one and Twisted Metal Black, and then if I get a chance to play any of the others in between, then that's that's good also. Dude, Twisted Metal Black, just the storylines that they introduce alone are so good. Yeah. I love everything about those games. Number All two? Right. Yep. So I, I want to play... Uh, <laughs> number two is I want to play an old, very good RTS. And one that I haven't necessarily played before. And what I was thinking is playing some of the original Civilization. And I know oh, wow. you kind of warned me about that, correct? Mm. Were you the one that told me about no, that? No, I don't Somebody... think so. I think the oldest oh, one yeah. I've played... I don't think I've played any of the Civ games before 4. I believe Civ 2 is the one that people are saying is actually worth trying. Let's see this. Here it came out. 1996. It looks um, sort of like SimCity. Um, but I, I've read a little bit of it and people have said that it is actually pretty darn good. So I think I'm going to play more than likely Civilization. Probably the second one. I may look around to see if there are any other RTSs. Like, I remember I played Total Annihilation a little bit as a kid. And oh, I really? remember people talked about that game being pretty good. Yeah, so I, I think I'm going to look, sift through the, the remaining RTS. Uh, franchises that I haven't played too much and just kind of see if one of them is worth playing. If well, this isn't, it. this isn't RTS because this is uh, turn-based. Oh, is it? Okay, then I'm not going to play Civilization 2. So oh, you're total, total Annihilation then. You're not interested in it anymore? Uh, I'm just kidding. I, I may, may still end up playing. It doesn't have to be an exact RTS. Gotcha. Yeah, this does look like SimCity. Yeah. That's a, that's never, I, people I guess I never look. really looked at it before. Yeah, and I mean, so the new civilization, was it four that you and I were playing together? Five? Um, you and I played five. Okay, five, five, yeah. I very much enjoyed that game. I don't play it too much anymore. I may jump. I jump on every once in a while, but I can't imagine these being you know, awful games just because kind of their foundation, right? Yeah, I feel the same way. I don't like. I don't think, I mean, who knows, but I don't think they could be too bad. Or, or number one? Mm-hmm. Is that all you had to say about Civ? Yeah. All nice. right. My number one uh, is Rayman. Ooh, La- like two years. <laughs> like two years ago, I got Rayman Legends for Wii U 
because I was looking for, I just bought the Wii U so I could play Super Mario Maker and uh, Mario Kart 8. And uh, I was looking at, I was like, I need something else to buy. And so I was looking around at, uh, like, you know, good Wii U games. And Rayman Legends, I had, I've, I've, I had never played a Rayman game before. But, like, the art just looks so amazing on this game. I was His like, voice okay. is hilarious, too. <laughs> I was like, I have to try this game out. And I ended up loving it. Like, honestly, Rayman Legends became one of my favorite games ever. I played. The, I, I do really much remember enjoying these games. Oh, I, I 100%ed it, which is very uncommon for me. I had a ton of fun doing it. Even, like, going back. I usually hate replaying levels, but I even had fun going back and replaying levels. Um, so I really want to go back now and kind of start from the beginning and play Rayman one. Cause I just love that game so, so much. So I, I gotta I, see. I remember this game being pretty darn good. So I'm happy to hear it actually. I didn't, I didn't know that you had ever played any of these. Yeah. I played the, is it the first two were for, for 64, right? Um, the very, no, 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 uh, no. The first one is on PlayStation one. Was it? Yeah. And like the second ones, they were not, they were not on N64 at all. I don't believe so, no. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just, uh... I, like, even the second one, I think I think the second one is on... I mean, it's probably on yeah, multiple right. things. Yeah, you're right, there was one for N64. But oh. I think the second one is on... I know the second one's on Dreamcast, but I don't know if it's on anything else as well. Uh, I'm pulling it up. Oh, no, the second one is on, like... Oh, holy shit, the second one is on Nintendo 64. Oh, really? But hold on, let me see what the fir- if the first one... I know the first one is on PlayStation, but I don't know if it's on anything else. Um, that's weird. Let's see. That's so weird. What? Uh, the first one. Holy shit! <laughs> Wait a minute. It doesn't say. Okay, what I'm looking at. I'm only seeing the second one for 64. So maybe it's the second one I played then. I was gonna say. I swear, I remember playing this game on N64. That's so weird. Why the hell would they? Why the hell would they release the second one for it, but not the first one? Um. Yeah, it was Nintendo 64. What the hell? Apparently, it started off on the Atari Jaguar. What? <laughs> yes, I did not know that, but it says console of or platform of origin, Atari Jaguar. It was also the first one was on the Jaguar, PS1, Sega it's Saturn, also on computers, and MS DOS. What? The, PlayStation, um, PlayStation 2. Oh my, this game is on everything. The iOS second, even. Yeah, the second one was ported back to Nintendo 64. Motherfucker. That's so weird. This makes me want to buy Banjo-Kazooie. That makes me want to... Thoughts for 64. That makes me want to buy a Jaguar so I can play the real original version of That's it. That's so funny. <laughs> also, there is a... Rabbits... And no, that's, game. no, that's oh. unnecessary to talk about. That no, that, that's where Rabbids originated from, I believe, is Rayman. Holy shit! I knew there were a bunch of Rayman games, but I didn't know there were a fucking shitload of Rayman games. Neither did I. The, I I'm looking at that right now, like what the <laughs> hell? They're for every system too. Like, was this game like the most successful collectathon of all time, and we just didn't know it? I don't know, but there's like. Okay, it looks like a bunch of these are like little like knock like not knockoffs, but like little like like for instance French with Rayman, English with Rayman, uh Oh yeah. So like it looks 
like a lot of these aren't really count, but still, there's like a ton. Rayman, Rayman Golf, Rayman Bowling, Rayman Garden, Rayman Arena, Rayman Rush, Rayman Advance, my first Rayman, Rayman Collector, Rayman. Everybody loves Rayman. <laughs> that was a good one. Thanks. Holy shit. Okay. Okay. So yeah, this oh, man, that's 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 crazy. So hey, regardless, I want to play Rayman one. If I not, may have to jump in on this too. So, okay. we, we we should we should try if you want if you're interested in playing this game, we should try to uh, like sync it and both play it for the uh, for an episode. Yeah, I'd be down for that actually. Uh, okay, cool. All right, what is your number one? I want to hear this. My number one. It's not actually that exciting. It's exciting for me because okay. I'm, I'm building up. I'm building up my. I, like I am going to play and beat Sonic the Hedgehog two. Um, I have <laughs> numerous times, Why? numerous times I played this because I played this game a lot as a kid, and I got to the last boss. I don't know, like sixteen times or something, and never beat him. Oh, okay. Would, it's one of those. I would always get to him. I'd be almost out of lives, and I would just be screwed on and i never got the mechanics down and it actually tilted me for a long time i actually w- watched numerous people that i knew were also trying to do the same thing and died at the last one stopped so Damn. i'm not only gonna play it but i have to beat it like it's it's been bugging me for quite some time that's a, that's very similar to how to how i feel about um mario 2 like i've played it so much like i just have to fucking beat this game or else like i or else it's like it's got the best of me you know yeah, it is a pretty good feeling to have beaten all three. I could play it from, you know, bird. That's good. All right, solid lists as, not always, as usual, we'll say. Say that again, sorry, it cut out. Yeah, I think we're going <laughs> get, to get to the tipping point. <laughs> I said good lists. Oh, okay, I agree. Um, next top five. Ooh. We've I've, we've got a couple in the in the old basket as they say. don't they say as the, as they say. You had a good idea that we were talking about recently. Um, what was it? Games that you, games that uh, you think you'll always play, or was that was that the one that you said, or was that? Game, I, I think it was like I think that's what it was. It was something along the lines of that. It was like something. It was like games that you'll always return to that you'll like always you know come back and play at yeah. some point. So we've got that one. We've got a couple others written down where they go. Oh, one of them was so we had the top three games that we want resurrected. We somebody I can't remember if it was you or somebody who wrote in top three like titles that sh- that had sequels that should never have had sequels. Like, so like the I, opposite. I thought we did something, there, or did we do the did we do the opposite? This, this is the opposite of what we did. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then um, this is one that I came up with. I thought about this as we were as I was watching um, awesome games done quick, games that you would like to be good at speed running. Oh man, I'm so down for that one. Let's do that one. Do that one? It's perfect timing. Let's do that one. Okay, we'll do that one then. For sure. I, I wanted to, we'll do all these at uh, some point because I like. Yeah, I I, I, re- I think it's perfect timing for AG, ADQ. Okay. So um, I'm gonna write that in our chat so we don't forget. So top five games we'd. Like to be awesome at speed running. All right. 
Okay, so send us emails. Tell us which game. Do we have any emails? We do have emails. Perfect. Um, tell us which games you would like to be good at speedrunning. Also, tell us whether you would like me to play Resident Evil or Silent Hill. Um, if you had to choose only one this year. So, uh, let's hit those emails. First one comes from Chase the Night Cleaner. Are you, are you ready for this? I am always ready. All right. Chase says, good evening, gentlemen. Chase the Night Cleaner slapping down another one, another of those emails and hoping you have enjoyed yes. <laughs> and hoping you have enjoyed recording tonight so far. I think we have. Robert, the latency, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Good point. Robert, you do me honor. In remembering the name you wrongfully called me. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he asked us. um, Yeah. Yeah. I am very excited to send out your prize, but the holidays have delayed it slightly. Oh, man, I can't wait to see what this one is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Chase. I'm looking forward to it. Jay, he says, don't don't feel bad. I mean, how often do you actually lose to Robert? Come on. Hey, you lost. in general. You lost this. You lost when we played StarCraft 2. Oh, um, Starcraft one. You lost you your the uh, dick measuring contest that we had last time I came to see you. We're gonna let that one go on. <laughs> I'm gonna let that. I'll, I'll let it slide. So how- Starcraft one, dick, not two. <laughs> you wanna play two overall? Even now. Oh yeah, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Starcraft two. You're right. It was Starcraft one. Uh, I'll give you that. You got me in Starcraft two. So how naughty was everyone this year? Did you both get lumps of coal in a sock, or did someone buy you the thing you really wanted? Generally speaking, I got what I wanted. I got a couple extra things that I really didn't want to that uh, are in a pile somewhere. <laughs> no, nah, seriously. I, 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 I'm very like budget and list oriented when it comes to holidays. And I really don't like buy me quote unquote surprise gifts that I really don't need. it. It's just stuff that I'm just going to store somewhere temporarily until I throw it away. That happens sometimes to me too. It's like, oh, I think like you, like you can tell they really tried and yeah, thought this was gonna exactly. be awesome but it's like no just and it's my family stuff. member too <laughs> you same here <laughs> yeah, but it's like just annoying we like i'll so we actually went slightly we did go slightly overboard this year because so i got a dreamcast which i mean that's not that's not that big of a deal dreamcast is like 80 bucks or something like that and in some games and uh but so my daughter all she wanted was a VR headset. Wow. That that's, was That's a price tag right there. That is a price tag, but that is the only thing that she wanted. And she even said like one time she was like I really hope I've been good enough this year. I was like oh, what the man. fuck am I supposed And she wasn't even like she was purely talking about Santa Claus. She was like I really hope Santa Claus thinks I've been good enough this year. <laughs> I hate that we torture children with that. I really do. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, this is, I bet that maybe I was like, I'll, so this is what I did. I included, an, uh, she wrote Santa Claus a letter and I, incl- and I snuck my own letter into Santa Claus and said, all right, Santa Claus, first of all, like 
for the um if you get like a an HTC Vive or an Oculus yeah. Rift, those are like eight hundred fucking dollars. Oh yeah. And yeah. you have to have the shit set up just right around the room, like the like the sensors. And in my office, that's not really plausible. And also my video card isn't good enough. So I said Santa Claus. Santa Claus, you get a PSVR headset and I'll buy a PlayStation 4. So my daughter got a PlayStation 4 and the PSVR for Wow. It. That's hilarious. So, Didn't realize two in one. Yep. And so uh, that was what she got for Christmas, and she was thrilled, so it was worth it. And then I also, like, a few months ago, I bought a, uh, for for my birthday in February, I preemptively bought a 3DS because Amazon came out with, or not Amazon specifically, but it, it was an Amazon exclusive 3DS that is uh, skinned just like a Super Nintendo. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to... Like, this is really, really cool. And I bet it's probably not going to be available for that long. I'm going to go ahead and buy it. And somebody's going to give it to me for my birthday in February. Well, my wife's mom, like, was dying for something to give me. And she was just like, just let her give you the 3DS for Christmas. I was like, fine. So, these are the things we got for Christmas. A Dreamcast, a a Nintendo 3DS, a PlayStation 4, and PSVR headset. (laughs) Uh, so as I said, we went like kind of overboard, not really on purpose, but it just kind of happened this year. So all that's to say, yes, Chase, thank you. I got the things I wanted and then some, um, but I'm, I'm happy about it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very happy with what I got. I got everything that I, I got some really cool stuff that I didn't ask for too. I got like a a full on med kit for camping and hiking and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Like, like a custom one. It's very lightweight, which is nice. Uh-huh. And then I got this this charging device that you can use to jump your battery if you're out in the middle of nowhere. And that's like, oh, things I didn't ask for, but I could definitely use. And it was, you know, I, I hike and camp a lot. And so it, it's very nice. To, I mean, a first aid kit alone, just just having the, the oh, what's the word? Like the, the notion of having it is kind of relieving. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, somebody, um, one time we got back from, I think it was one of the times we went to Arizona. We got back, we came out to our car, and like my wife had left the light on inside. Oh. <laughs> and so um, the battery was dead, of course, because we were gone for like a fucking week. And so we called, hold on, I'm trying to shut my door. We called the... Uh, AAA? Not AAA, but like the airport themselves mm-hmm. to see like if they had somebody like because they have security that drives sure. around in the parking lot. We just called them to see if they had anybody who could come help us jump the car. And they have somebody who has one of those things that's like not that's jumper awesome. cables, but it's like its own battery type it's thing. A that, jump box. Yeah, it's a jump thing, box. Yeah. But like he hooked it up wrong, and it blew oh, a Jesus. fuse. And that particular fuse, I don't know what it did. But like what its exact purpose was, but the car, it was like the car had 1% power in the engine. Like it would start up just fine. But as far as like, like moving down the road, literally, like I'm not exaggerating. We, there were very few times that we got past eight miles an hour on the whole ride home. Oh my gosh, that's brutal. It took us an hour and a half to get home and it usually takes like 15 minutes. 
And like, if you're going, we, uh, there were a couple times where we did not think we were going to get home. Cause if you're going up a hill, it would slow down even like below five miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there were a couple times where like, we'd be coming up to a stop sign and I would have it. We'd be like rolling because we were going downhill and I'm like, I'm not stopping for this fucking stop sign because <laughs> we're not going to be able to get back up to speed again. I just have to roll so straight funny. through it. Like we would we'd be like, shit, there's a hill here. We can't go this way. So I'd have to like turn off and go like some like fucking direction that I have no idea where I'm going. Like, I don't know how, but we actually ended up making it home, but it took fucking forever. What an adventure. It was, that, no, definitely not. It was absolutely an adventure. But yeah, so uh, make sure you hook it up the correct way. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. You're not an idiot. I'm pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't want to say that, but yeah. All right, uh, back to Chase's email. Chase says, For me, my wife was really cool and knew I wanted games for the Switch, but she didn't know exactly what to get me, so she nabbed me a Nintendo eShop card. Oh, that was good. Cool. I opened it Christmas Day, and it has a scratch code on the back of the card you need to scrape off, then input the balance onto your account. Did you know you can scratch those password sections too hard because you totally can? <laughs> I scratched... Oh, I thought, you were t- I thought you were saying this, Robert. No, no, no. He says, I scratched most of the numbers I needed right off the back oh, of the card. Oh, what? <laughs> and I had to... Oh, that sucks. And I had to wait until Boxing Day. That's a Canadian holiday. To call Nintendo customer service to sort it all out. What day is Boxing Day? Isn't it, I thought it was like in January. Isn't I guess it's not that late. I don't know. Boxing Day is December twenty sixth. Okay, never mind. It's the next day. Day after Christmas. Um, what's the purpose of Boxing Day? It has something Boxing to do. Obviously, that Christmas is originally Kingdom. No way. What do you do? Present. I don't know. I'm over it. Chase, tell us. <laughs> to read it. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the same exact thing, I think. I used to think, I know I had heard of this before, I never really looked into what it was. I used to think it had something to do with, the like, the sport of boxing. That's funny. <laughs> like, is it just a day of boxing? <laughs> but, yeah, uh, t- t- Chase, tell us what Boxing Day is, because here in the States, we, we think it has to do with punching each other in the head. Um, Chase says... So, yeah, so that's a bummer, Chase. I'm sorry about that. He, which brings me to my question of the day. What is one gaming-related mistake you made that is really embarrassing? Did you scratch a game in some ridiculous way? Ooh. Maybe you saved over a file you had been working really hard on or oh. worse than someone else's? Or did you buy a game full price in one store to see it half off in another store the, day, the same day? I got uh, the first two, so I'll go through the first two. Uh, right. Knights of the Room 2. Knights of the, wait, hold, Knights of, Knights of the what? Knights of the Realm, Realm 2 is a PC RTS type game that I played, really enjoyed it as a kid. And I had it in my computer tower. I was playing it one day. I was at my buddy's house, actually. That's what it was. I was at my buddy's house, and his little sister came up. She freaking opened the disk drive and like picked up the disk and then tried to close the disk drive again while the disk was hanging off. And so what? it permanently scarred. Wait, it, like, is she like a fucking idiot? Like- she was like one. Oh, like, oh, okay, okay, never mind. Yeah, okay, she I was got you. super young. And forever then, whenever this one character, there were so many glitches, time and I, but this one glitch was so funny. It was, I don't remember who it was like historically, but it was like a historical figure that you were playing against. And whenever he would talk, he would go, you know, let's just say 
you know, Sir Sir Dildo or something like that. Okay, yeah, wishes that was a to speak to you. prominent historical figure. Yeah, right, historical figure. And it would say, Sir Dildo would like to have words with you. And it would go... <laughs> it would make this, like, ridiculous, like... Just like this, like, almost like you're trying to connect to the internet back in the day type noise. And you'd be like, wow, that's a lot. Of, he's got a lot to say. Like, we would just sit there and make jokes about it. Cause it's so funny. And the second one was... Um, Final Fantasy IX, I played for the podcast a couple years ago, and I was 26, 27, 28 hours deep probably in the game, and I accidentally oh, no. quick-saved as I had gotten the game <laughs> over, and I got locked. I have <laughs> never been so tilted. I tried I tried doing a, a historical boot on my computer. Like I tried to do the rewind feature to try and rescue it, Holy and it shit, wasn't that's... doable. Damn. Oh, I was so Damn. tilted. I want to play and beat that game at some point, and I need a little bit more time to... That's not, yeah. that's not the one that you hate so much, is it? Isn't that eight? That oh, that's eight. Okay. that's eight. I would give a shit if I saved over eight. <laughs> that's dedication to do a to do a boot like a historical boot on your. Oh uh... man, I spent hours. I, I went onto the website of the the ROM, the, the emulator that I was using to see if there was some way to jump back, and I tried that, but it was too far, and it was like I, I wouldn't even have cared if I lost a couple hours, but I lost my entire file, and I was so tilted. Did you always gotta have two two files? I. No, I know. Trust me, I've, I usually do. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> that I actually, was so pissed. That's um, that that's ba- kind of basically the same thing that I, that I thought of when I just when I was reading this question is uh the the main one that I can think of is when I was playing Monkey Island two, and uh, I was very close to the end of the game. I was in the very last section, and so I turned on the game, and immediately like hit escape to go to the menu. And I was trying to load my game, but I hit save instead of load. And so I click save and then I select my save game and hit enter and just, and I overwrote my save at, oh, at the man, beginning of the I'm game. I'm so sorry. I, I, I was like, I don't know how old I was. I was like nine probably. And I actually cried. <laughs> that's so crazy. I would have been, that. that's really tilting. Yeah. Um, I did go back and, you know, like. Play through the whole thing again. Like my dad helped me get back to where we were, but like oh, that's I mean, cool. That that takes a long time. That's a long game, also. Like Monkey Island Two takes a long time to play through. Um, I'm trying to think of any others. The like this isn't really embarrassing because I was so young. But the only other one I've talked about this, I'm sure, plenty of times on the podcast. But when I played uh, uh, Alone in the Dark, my dad got it for me on PC. Oh yeah, and like that that game also scared me. that well. Monkey Island 2 didn't scare me, but this game also made me cry. This one was because it was so scary. Like, it like it shocked me. And I was, like, sitting there staring at the screen, like, frozen. And then, like, eventually started crying because, like, I was so scared just by the opening sequence of the damn that's game. So <laughs> but I think those, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's pretty much all I can think of. That's good. I like it. Yeah. When he uh, Chase says, one time my brother and I bought a cheap CD. But by, uh, by the way, yours your, that glitch is like hilarious that you mentioned because I've never seen anything uh, happen from a scratch disc besides it just skipping tons of stuff. Oh man, it was so. Fr- it, it was like it was just enough to to make it really frustrating. But yeah, there was a couple issues like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chase says, one time my brother and I bought a cheap CD resurfacing device. And the first game we used on it, we applied way too much of the oh, resurfacing no. fluid. Monster Rancher 2 was basically a coaster after that day. <laughs> yeah. That's good. 
Uh, and that is it, gentlemen. Thanks as always for your time in this amazing section of your podcast. Keep up the great work. Regards, Chase the Night Cleaner. Thank you, Chase. All right, we have one from uh, Ryan. I'm going to pass this one off to you. Sweet. I hate how you can't do... Hey, you have to like split up the messages on uh Oh yeah, it's a limited character. Yeah. Alright, there you go. Alright, let's take a look here. This is from Ryan. Help. This is from Ryan. Hello and welcome to a new year. Looking forward to another great podcast. Last year was a year oh is my mic let me know if my mic turns off. I turned up my or I turned up my uh sensitivity requirement because it was triggering too much. So if I stop randomly, let me know. Okay. Uh, Last year was a year of me getting back into playing video games after a decade-plus sabbatical. Jeez. What? If I went 10 years... He went 10 years without doing... Without... 10-year-plus sabbatical. Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. I don't know if I would survive. Damn, Ryan. Uh, What has actually gotten me back into playing games uh, games initially was speedrunning. Awesome. Just like we were talking about, Robert. Yeah. Yeah. I've recorded speedruns. I have recorded speedruns of Undertale, Adventure for the Atari 2600, and Final Fantasy PSP. Wow. Uh, I'm actually prepping Final Fantasy for speedrunning. That's, 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 hold on. That's, that's Final Fantasy 1. You, you kind of cut out for just a second. It's Final Fantasy oh, 1. Let me, I'm going to try my sensitive back down because I'm actually noticing it being a problem. Yeah, I think you. Yeah. Let's try that. There we go. That looks better. All right. Yeah. So uh, Final Fantasy one for the PSP. And he says, I'm actually prepping Final Fantasy for speed running Final Fantasy PSP tournament. Total Chaos three at the end of the month. That's super cool. I I, I love that people are into this. That's really cool. He says, I doubt it'll go deep, but it's been fun getting back into the classic JRPGs. Uh, He said, he says, he goes on to say, my brother uh, keeps hassling me to get into more SNES era games. You should. I enjoyed them a lot back in the day, but I'm so rusty. Last year, I tried to play Mega Man X and did a rage quit because after an hour, I only made it through the intro level. <laughs> what? <laughs> Apparently, my own platforming skills are gone, along Damn. with my hair and dashing good looks. Yeah, my wow. hair's my hair's out the my hair's going out the door too, buddy. I, f- I feel for you. That's funny. Not so my lo- not my good looks though. There's there's they're hanging in type. Keep telling yourself that. Uh, so what games have you tried to go back to years later that used to be your main jam that now owns you and now laughs at your Ooh, attempts to play? This is a good one. I actually don't know if I have anything. But I don't know I, either. I, I'm just an all-star. Fuck. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think. What, golly, what that's a good question. Is. I was never really good at video games as a kid. I played a lot of RPGs, so you can't really get bad at RPGs. They just yeah, you can't longer. be bad at RPGs. Most of the time, when I go back and play games, I'm substantially better. Like mechanically, I'm I'm a much better game a video game player than I used to be. When I started playing StarCraft, I practiced so much that from that on, like I've really just kind of maintained this like upward trajectory. I don't know. Like I feel like I it's been a long time since I've had an issue with games. You know, yeah, I don't know that I necessarily have much of a. Um... Well, you know what? I guess one thing that I do, like, I've been playing a bunch of, uh, well, not a bunch. I've been playing some Mario lately because I, I bought, um, what was it? New Super Mario Brothers for 3DS. So it's like, I don't do 3DS. I bought that game for it and I was playing that and I had the same problem with that as I did with 
Super Mario 1, like the NES one, when I played that for the podcast a few years ago, which is like on those games and and this is the only thing I can think of. Most of the, of the other games that I play now that I used to play, like I do fine with, but with these games, one specific thing is like I have a hard time jumping directly on top of bad guys without like jumping just right in front of them and then, and then like that counting as them hitting me, you know? Uh, <laughs> that's kind of like re- weirdly specific, I guess, but like it's something that keeps popping up is that like in platformer games like that, particularly Mario games seem to be the only ones that I have it with. I really have a trouble if I'm trying to jump like on top of bad guys to kill them as opposed as opposed to going past them. Sometimes I have a hard time like getting right on top of them. I don't know why that is. That actually made me think of something. That I, to be honest, I was very impressed that I beat Super Mario Brothers one as a kid because oh me, yeah, that game was super hard and like I'm, playing it yeah. again. Yeah, it, it took me it took me a lot of time to to kind of build up to get to beat it again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I remember you yeah. said that you did it without using the cheat code, like the continue cheat. Oh yeah, and for like, sure. That is that's impressive. Like even now, like I don't. I couldn't do that now. Yeah, that that's probably the the, the biggest one I would say because that game is freaking hard, and I I don't know how I did it. I don't know what I was on, but I'm pretty <laughs> excited a that I was serious Adderall. That. No, like yeah, right. I um, my biggest problem nowadays is not so much skill as it is like I get I'm very impatient with games now, mm. and I don't know if it's. I, I honestly don't know if it's just because like I've got a wife and a kid and I don't have as much time or if it's something about just like being older now, but like I, there are so many games that I like, if they don't take off pretty like really engage me right off the bat. Like I really have to push myself to continue playing them. <laughs> All right. What else does uh, Ryan have to say? Oh, good call. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I actually did uh, did make a gaming New Year's resolution this year. I found oh, nice. that a couple times last year when I was in between games, I wasted a lot of time randomly playing games that I had no intention of getting serious and trying to compete. I guess I was snacking instead of feasting on a game. I'm hoping my resolutions help to be help, help me to be more productive this year. Number five, playthrough Revelations Persona. I own this game a lot in the I own this game in the '90s and spent hours playing it. I even had the strategy guide and never finished it. Of all the RPGs on the PS1, that is probably the one I spent the most hours playing. Wow, wow, that's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII was for PS1. What? <laughs> I, sp- I easily, easily spent 200 hours playing that game. Did you? How many times did you play through it? When it first came out, I maxed out my first account like oh, 99, okay. 99, 99. And played for another thirty or forty hours, Damn, and then I son. definitely did another another playthrough. Oh, I spent days on that game. Are you kidding me? That's a good game. Um, I haven't decided if I want to play the PS1 version that was adopted for a Western release, or play the PSP version, which for the most part a direct port of what was originally released in Japan. A lot this of stuff was changed. In revelations. The entire... Sorry, this is Revelation Persona. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah, was removed in the Western release. My personal opinion, I would consider taking a look at the PSP version because this is just from one single case, but the port that they did for Final Fantasy Tactics to the PSP was exceptional. It was so good. So I, I don't know if, if that's a trend 
by them. By by, well, I guess that's not really them because it's not the same. But I was really impressed with that port. I I hope that it's a similar case. Um, number four, pick a a Super Nintendo RPG to play slash speed run. Cool. My brother uh, speed runs a couple of uh, Super Nintendo era RPGs and has been hassling me that I claim to be a retro gamer, but most of the stuff <laughs> I play is fairly modern. Aside from it. Aside from adventure, um, he says, I plan to pick up a Super Nintendo era RPG to play that I didn't play all that way, all the way as a kid. That way, I actually experienced something new. So, no Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy IV, Final Fantasy VI, or Secret of Mana. I'm thinking of playing a Secret of Evermore. Awesome. I actually just finished reading that player's guide for the 10th time. I <laughs> saw the, uh, the speedrun of that the other day. Oh, wow. I need to watch that. I'm good. going to watch that. Never really gave that game much of a chance back in the day. It was too different from Mana, and I didn't give the game a chance to, to win me over with its merits. I'll keep you posted on what I pick. Um, if you enjoyed Secret of Mana, I'm curious how you will enjoy Secret of Evermore. Um, Secret of Evermore, overall, I, I believe the public opinion is it is a lower quality game. Me, personally, I, I enjoy Evermore, obviously, a lot more than Secret of Mana. So There's, there's a part on the, uh, the speedrun where... If you, I, I don't even remember, or I probably couldn't even follow it in the first place exactly. But there's something that you can do at, on this one particular bad guy, where if he, if you take damage just right or something like that, it will um, underflow your defense and attack stats, so they go down and then they loop back up. So they're like super ultra maxed out. <laughs> so you do oh, like real. way more damage than you're supposed to at any point in the game. For the, oh, for the whole for the whole rest of the game, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. His number three is get a sub one hour and forty minute speed run of Final Fantasy One on PSP. That's crazy. That, that, that sounds crazy. I've never even played the game, and that sounds fucking crazy. But I like yeah. it. I'm a- he says my most recent attempt was a one forty seven, which is decent, but still very slow on the leaderboard. I'm currently sixty five of seventy seven submitted runs. I'm really enjoying playing Final Fantasy One again, which lead. Uh, which leads to my next one of my next resolutions. That's a good one. Number two, introduce my kids to some retro titles. I started doing this a year ago and never pushed it too much. My kids don't have a great frame of reference. Uh, one where video games, uh, sorry, my kids don't have a great frame of reference where video games came from and what they were like before they came to the massive cinema, cin- cinematic experiences. Okay. They should feel the thrill of playing Mega Man game a Mega Man game, getting their soul crushed by Contra, and then giving them the Konami code and play some OG Mario games. I have so many great memories of those games. I played a lot of PS1 games, but the ones I reflect on now that I'm older are Super Nintendo and regular Nintendo games. Yep. Is number one, uh, play through Final Fantasy entries I haven't played yet. In previous email, I mentioned that I at one time owned Final Fantasy 1X, no, no, no. Uh, but what, what, I think that's wait, one through one, one, nine. One, no, 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 one through ten. Oh, one through ten. There's, oh, there's, a, da- there's a dash there. Okay. Well, sorry. Well, I'm looking at Final Fantasy titles. I assumed it was like. Hey, yeah, like you never, you never know when it's a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's ten two. There's ten third. There's lightning returns. Yeah. Like, what is ten uh, through two? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, that I owned Final Fantasy 1 through 10, but had only really played 1, 4, and 6. My goal is to try and complete, uh, sorry, yeah, try and complete three Final Fantasy games that I haven't played. Wow, that's a nice. big, big one. Right now, I think it'll be three, 
seven, and ten. That's a really good lineup. That I would sounds consider, super solid. I would definitely consider um, nine as well. Nine is a very, very good game. It's very similar to seven, so I'd probably do seven or nine is my suggestion. But three is a great one, and obviously Final Fantasy ten. I'm, I'm very, very fond you got, of it. So. Yeah, you got to have seven and ten in there if that's what you're going for. Yeah. And then three, um, I mean, I'm on I a bunch of. Sorry. I don't know. I'm just kind of. <laughs> Go, you go. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty accurate. I mean, I, look, for me personally, I mean, seven is if you are a Final Fantasy fan, you have to play it in your life. Like, there's it, it is what would you say, probably the most well known of all. Oh, uh, I would say, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, seven, I, th- I think you have to play and 100%. I mean, killing Ruby Weapon and Armor Weapon in the North American version is super fun. Like, I'm not, you know, me, like, I'm not a huge RPG person by any means, but I really, really like enjoyed seven. It is my favorite Final Fantasy game. Wow. It is a very good game. Uh, let's see. So he says again, it'll be 3, 7, and 10. I'm on a bunch of Final Fantasy Discord servers, but aside from the old school titles, I don't really know much about the series. That changes this year. That's awesome. Um, hope you all... You, you have played a lot of the good ones too, by the way. Uh, hope you all had a great holidays and look forward to a great year of classic gaming, Ryan. Ryan, thank you so much for the email. That is a... Well thought out, well written email. I really like the format too. Yeah, that was good. That was a good one. Good one. Chase, right. you gotta step up your game. <laughs> <laughs> Chase doesn't have to step up anything. <laughs> All right. Next is from uh, is from Jonathan. Jonathan says, "I wanted to chime in real quick to offer an oh okay sorry let me start over. His subject line says, "Don't do it, Jay." All right. He good says. Enough. I wanted to chime... Uh, hey guys, Happy New Year. I wanted to chime in real quick to offer an explanation to Jay. I only sent you Onimusha 2 because you wanted to play it and I had an extra copy. Oh, but, okay. I thought you were like a big advocate of it. Oh. But, <laughs> but no hard feelings. I felt like it uh, I felt like it paled in comparison to the first game as well. That said... Oh, wow. I don't feel like you missed something and need to go back and try it again. So basically you were spot on is what he's saying. With, wow. With, I'm with so happy assessment. to hear that. Cause I, I really thought that I, I just like, I don't know, had a bad day or bad days and tried the game. <laughs> and was just a, a bad mood or something like, seriously. No, it turns out it's just not a very good game. What I would wow. suggest, he says, what I would suggest is trying the third entry demon. Siege. Oh All right, there you go. <laughs> One step ahead of you. It works out for everybody then. Good news. It is a classic game. It is still not as good as the first, but its gameplay is refined and has a quicker pace to it. That's exciting. That is. This game tries to return to its roots, as you will notice right away when you see the original protagonist from the first game. They also played around with time travel and put you in a modern day France. (laughs) That sounds interesting. Again, not a perfect game, but better than the second, in my opinion, and more worth your time. Uh, real quick, let me interrupt this. Kind of, this is very random or somewhat random. But there was one really cool moment in Animusha One that I meant to talk about when I played it and like asked you if you also thought it was cool, but I've totally forgot to. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, one like really cool touch that the game had, I thought was there's one part in the game, and this is a... I don't even... I guess I wouldn't even call this a spoiler. There's one part in the game, like, maybe a third of the way through, where you fight, like, your clone. Do you remember that? You fight, like... Uh, Vaguely. It's like... 
not like a scientific clone, but it's like a ghost that looks exactly like you. Or, you know, you're fighting a bad guy who looks exactly like you and has the same moves and abilities and all that. Um, when you get to that part in the game, you it like jumps to a cutscene, and uh, it shows you walking into this area, and then there's like a tunnel kind of, and then you see this guy walk out, and like kind of the especially for back in the day for for, for like video games that are a little bit older, I expected the like the main character, the guy you're controlling, like when he saw this person walking out, that's that's him. To like freak out or be like, who are you? Or like, you know, <laughs> what are you? But like all he does, like it, it doesn't like it, it. I feel like the game has more respect for the player than that to like say something stupid like that. All he does, like he doesn't say anything. He just looks at him and then like, and then you start fighting him. Like it's like he, he realizes there's not really a good explanation for what this guy is. I know he's a bad guy. That's all that matters. And I'm going to have to kill him. <laughs> And, it, like, he doesn't waste any, like, stupid-ass dialogue on it. I thought, I, that's really, like, again, that's pretty random, but I thought that was a really neat touch um, on that particular part of the game. Yeah, it's 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 always nice when you don't have to waste time. You can just get right to it. <laughs> yeah. All right, sorry. Jonathan goes on to say, uh, question of the, oh, Jonathan's got a question of the day. Ooh. Simulations... And serious uh, simulations and serious games are used daily to train military, emergency response yeah. crews, mathematics, and even general corporate workers these days. Have you played a game that teaches transferable skills? And if so, which game is your favorite? Ooh, man. He says, um, an example of this accessible to everyone is Dragon Box Algebra 12 Plus. Which teaches algebra in a game form and actually looks really fun. Until... Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. I've got uh, actually I've got two things that come to mind. But... I don't. Neither of these are exactly what he's asking, but they're the best I can come up with. Um, one is all of the especially Starcraft two that I played, you know, a few years ago, or I guess this came to my like mind, but I'm six curious or seven years gonna, ago. How you're going to take it. Curious. That kind of gave me the mindset of like being able to strategize in certain things in a way that you are, that you focus on building a strong, like economic base. Sort of like a foundation, Fo- a strong foundation for what you're going to do for the rest of the game. Like getting so like, sacrificing a little bit early, being a little bit weaker early on so that you can be stronger later in the match. And that's like something that I kind of use, not in any like specific way that I can think of now, but like, I, I feel like I use that strategically in a lot of like, maybe it's, maybe it's even like other games or other board games and stuff, or like in other ways in life, yeah. I do kind of try. I, that's kind of like grown on me a little bit, trying to do things like that. I don't necessarily think I had specifically any transferable skills, but um, the first game I got very good at was World of Warcraft. I competed in it. I was very, very high ranked. I made instructional videos for other people. And that gave me a ton of confidence at the time. I had a job that was not that great. I was like 17 to 20-ish in that range. And I, the confidence that I got from that 
encouraged and kind of enabled me to pursue a better job and to ask for opportunities and even ask for more more appropriate compensation at the time. That's and awesome. It, it's kind of it, yeah. It's really weird because I remember thinking like nobody knows like in, in the real world, right? Like outside of the game, nobody really knew that I was that good because you know video games. This is two thousand six, seven ish. Was not the time when every when Twitch was anything, and you know it wasn't really known that there were people that were exceptionally good at video games, and so. I went from that to playing StarCraft 2. StarCraft 2, I got very good at a much faster pace than I did at World of Warcraft because the skills that you, the mechanical skills that you you get are transferable. And so understanding playing for extended periods of time, having the physical endurance and being able to sit on my ass for eight or 10 <laughs> hours a day becomes easier, right? I'm being serious, in all seriousness, but having the ability to, to use your mouse and keyboard at the fastest rates, especially StarCraft 2, requires that and so i already had these muscles kind of built and so when i started playing starcraft 2 i got better faster gave me more confidence allowed me to ultimately go into commentating and pursue you know a semi-career in esports for for a couple of years there and without a doubt i mean i appreciate the crap out of the fact that i am very good at video games I mean, without a doubt and kind of <laughs> elaborating on what you said the strategy, the the mindset that I got from playing StarCraft 2 and understanding, okay, these are the sacrifices I'm making so that I can do this. Like, okay, I'm going to sacrifice units here so that this attack over here is going to be more successful. Or I'm going to cut corners and take risks and do this kind of stuff. That kind of mentality has been very helpful in board games. And I play a lot of board games. I love playing complex, challenging, competitive, difficult board games. And those kind of, that mindset, the, the strategic kind of mindset has been very, very useful in those types of games and is absolutely transferable. Yeah, that's really good. That's awesome. That's a, I really like all that. That's, yeah. that's, that's a good answer. The, all, the only other thing that I can think of um, is, uh, and again, this isn't quite what he was asking, but there are, there are a couple games, two specifically that I can think of off the top of my head that I've played that have gotten me interested in like real world things. For example, playing so much Europa Universalis four, like kind of got me a little bit interested in history, which I had always found extremely dull. And like, I always was really not really not very good at like, I never got very good grades in history because I just found it so boring. But, uh, that, actually got me to like starting listening to some history podcasts and stuff like that. I was like, Oh, some of this stuff is really kind of, is kind of interesting. And, uh, another one that had the same effect on me that I've been playing recently, which I, which I'm planning on talking about for a minute when we get to the current gaming subcast is, uh, I've been playing, I've been really in the mood for a, some sort of sports management simulator. Oh yeah. And I didn't really want to play, uh, football simulator which is the like soccer version of football simulator because i did, i really don't have any interest in any interest in soccer but there's another one that i've seen that kind of caught my eye which is a, a motorsport manager and um i've been playing that a lot and it's really kind of gotten me interested this one specifically is focused primarily on f1 racing and i was like oh this is actually kind of interesting like all the stuff that they have to think about like in an f1 race and all that and it's like kind of gotten me interested in F1 racing, which is like really kind of random, but, um, 
and again, this isn't like a real world transferable skill that it's given me, but it is a real world thing that has gotten me interested in. Uh, so I, that's, that's kind of, those are the kind of the closest things that I have. Jonathan says, uh, oh, okay. That's it. Until next time. PS 100 is coming soon. Jay, I'm reminding him because he forgot about episode 69. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one. All right. From Samuel, he says, what's up, fellas? Hope the new year has been treating you well so far. Also, the hopefully the barrage of holiday sales didn't bankrupt you like it did me. Yeah. Tend to be a sucker for video, <clears throat> for video games when they're 80% off. Thanks to the sales, I now have several thousand hours worth of freshly purchased RPGs to play. In parentheses, Yate, all the Elder Scrolls and Mass Effect and Shadowruns. Wow. Damn. Yeah, like Elder Scrolls alone is like you're looking at it's a good good number of hours. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I suppose I can drop a top five goals for games to play in 2018 since you mentioned that at the end of the last episode. That I uh, said again, parentheses that I'm totally not listening to right now to see the top five is. <laughs> and also, sorry if this isn't the top five list anymore, but I didn't see any announcements otherwise. So hoping, hoping. I'm not uh, just way out of touch. Nope. You're no, you're dead all on. good. Uh, number five, games by Suda51. It says, Killer7, No More Heroes, Killer is Dead, Weird Games by a Weird Guy. I played No More Heroes and enjoyed it a lot. I'd like to play more weird games this year. Have I said weird t- enough times for this to sound weird in your ears? Weird. <laughs> Have you played any of these games? Are you familiar with any of these? Um, yes, I've heard of all of these. I know... I know, like, the very most basic things about them. They're AR first-person shooters. Oh, gotcha. Okay. They're, like, Number really... F- they're, they're kind of, like, stylized uh, first-person shooters, if I remember correctly. I've heard they're very weird games, but that's just one person's opinion. Or maybe it's Thanks, more Robert. than one person's opinion. Thanks, Robert. Number four, <laughs> Pokemon Stadium. Oh, man, what a, what a classic... I've always wanted to play through this game with a team built from Pokemon Red slash Blue rather than the shitty rental Pokemon available in-game. And now is <laughs> as good as any time to give it a shot. I actually may jump on that gravy train at some point. I <laughs> loved Pokemon Stadium. Even was it good? Or no, was it actually... Okay, but I've you, heard but the you later it? installment to the series is supposed to be pretty good. I think it may have been for one of the weeks. I don't know for sure. Huh. But I've heard one of them is pretty good. Number three, point-and-click adventure games. Robert's Hell talking about yeah. these games so incessantly that I think I'm actually going to try some out. <laughs> I, I apparently at some point bought the first two Monkey Island games, oh, Loom, Harvester, Grim Fandango, and Day of the Tentacles. So I figure that's a <laughs> good shit, dude. <laughs> I've, well, never you played, I've never played a point-and-click adventure before, but I have all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, depending on... So, so first off, like... Some people just don't like point-and-click adventure games. They're just not for everybody. So you may end up just not liking them. But, uh, like, ba- so I'm just going to give him some, give him a few uh, point-and-click adventure hot strats right here. Um, if you want to start off, depending on what you want to start off with, you should go with either, I would recommend um, Monkey Island 1 or That's what I was gonna say. Day of the Tentacle. Uh, Monkey Island 1 is... Day of the Tentacle feels much more modern. Um, Monkey Island 1 is kind of like... That's my favorite game ever, so like, that's a super solid choice. Loom is good also, but it's also um, 
markedly different from other point-and-click adventure games because it has its own very unique mechanic, even though it was super early in the in the life of point-and-click adventure games. So uh, if you feel like playing something super old is going to, like, it may be a little bit slower, it's going to be hard. It's going to be, like, hard for you to, like, you know, kind of get interested in. Maybe not Monkey Island one, but at the same time, Day of the Tentacle does have... A couple kind of bullshitty parts. Not very many, but a few where you're like, how is I supposed to know this? So, um, Monkey Island 1 tends to move along maybe a little bit faster. That's 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 what I've got. I'll stop right there. I, I can go on for days. Number two, Genesis games. I have all the Sega Genesis Classic packs on Steam. I oh, missed yeah. out on the, on the Genesis when it was new, so now is a great time to get to know it better. Games like Gunstar Heroes, Kid Chameleon, Streets of Rage, and Shining Force come to mind, but there are lots of hidden gems. Uh, Vector Man is one of that I would definitely suggest for that series. I Such don't. Thunder Force Three, I love, and there are that, that's a um, that's a side scroll or not side scroll. That's it. Well, yeah, side scrolling uh, shoot 'em up. There are like a handful of Sega Genesis games that I really like, but. Something that I've learned over the past few years is that I'm not a really a big Sega Genesis guy. Hmm. I had it growing up, and it's just, I feel like any game on Sega Genesis, you can find a better game on Super Nintendo. Wow. Wow, that's saying something. Yeah. I, I feel like, I, I don't necessarily agree with you, I don't necessarily disagree with you, I'm kinda, kinda, still kind of digesting it, but... I feel like there's a couple titles that are pretty exceptional for it that that I had growing up that I I mean obviously Sonic Sonic is, is the Oh one. yeah, there's Sonic like you said I haven't played Vector Man but it's supposed to be really fun. Thunder Force yeah. 3 is awesome. Um he he lists Streets of Rage here. That's definitely yeah. a solid beat 'em up if you want a game like that. Also, if you want a, a beat 'em up series, Golden Axe and Golden Axe 2. Oh yeah. I absolutely loved on Sega Genesis. Um and like you said, the Sonic games, if you're interested in yeah. trying those out. There's some titles. Yeah, I, I can kind of see where you're coming from, actually. All right. Number one, all the Final Fantasy games. <laughs> what? The same email again. I picked up <laughs> Final Fantasy 12 on PS4 a couple weeks ago, so I can finally... Wait. I picked, I picked up Final Fantasy 12 on PS4 a couple weeks ago, so I could finally, in parentheses, get it. Play through the series all in a row. Oh, because I'm insane. I know some of the games are bad, but I think the good will outweigh it for sure. Also, Final Fantasy Tactics, need I say more? Yeah. Uh, Damn, like, wait, he wants to play yeah. all of all of the Final One Fantasy? 1 through 12 plus Tactics. In this, like. So pretty much PS2 and older. In this year? That's yeah. like barely even... Wait, wait, wait. He didn't say just 1 through 12. He said he bought 12. He picked up 12. Oh, I guess you're right. And he yeah, wants, yeah, but okay. he wants... I don't even know if that's like possible to play all of them in a year. Three installments of its own. Ten has two installments. And then <laughs> there's, of course, one through all that. And then, like you said, tactics. And then there's like the ones on Game Boy. Well, I, mean, I guess those aren't thing. real ones, though. Seven, eight, and nine are easily fifty-hour games, <laughs> especially your first playthrough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ser- easily, easily. That's impressive. Wait. I am very curious to see how that goes for you. He Save tactics for last. Save tactics for last. Okay. Save the best for last. Final Fantasy Tactics is is just an exceptional game. 
Um, I would, if you are, if you can play the PSP port, as I was talking about before, it is a great port. Um, I don't believe there were any changes made to gameplay, but on tactics, on yeah, for the port to PSP. But what they did add is they added cutscenes, they added voice acting, and it's a very interesting style of uh, cutscenes. And the way that Final Fantasy Tactics, the dialogue is written. It's kind of like this old English, and they use some very interesting words. Yeah, it's kind of weird. The, yeah, you get that same feeling from the PSP port. They still keep that, and the characters do have an accent, and it's it's really cool. I, I definitely suggest the PSP port. Maybe do some research to make sure that there aren't any, any gameplay changes, because it's been a very long time since I've played it. But, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I kind of. So, I think that's that's the version that I played, and I kind of wish that it was a little bit more straightforward. Like oh, I love, I love it. I wasn't, I wasn't criticizing. I love the dialogue. I oh, you love like it? The way it's written. Oh, I love okay. it. I, I don't know why, but I love it. Just adds another element to the game. Anyways, okay. he was on to say, okay, maybe this is more like games I'd like to start playing in 2018, but won't actually. <laughs> okay. 2018 because I picked like 15 Final Fantasy games and six point-and-click adventure games list. Then again, I could always quit my job and accomplish these goals, priorities. Or, hear me out, start streaming and kill two birds with one stone. Oh, shit. Kidding. Uh, I've rambled on long enough. Thanks, as always, for the great show, and I look forward to a new episode in 2018. Yes, Robert, it is 2018. Samuel, thank you very much. Thanks, Samuel. We appreciate it. (coughs) Excuse me. All right, once again, send us emails. These were really good ones this time. Yeah, this is one of the top five. <laughs> top five <laughs> best emails. <laughs> Mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Don't forget to tell me if you want me whether you want me to play Resident Evil or Silent Hill. and uh, Or just tell them to fuck off. That's, that's also a strategy. That's fine. Or wasn't there something else we wanted them to tell us? Oh, tell us your top fives for top five. What's it, what is it that we're doing? Ooh. You wrote it in here somewhere, but it's lost to the, it's lost among all the emails. Oh, top five games you'd like to be awesome at speedrunning. Yes. Time for classic, uh, classic, not classic, current gaming subcast. Um, I go first once again. Damn, I got all, I was three for three. I'm going first this time. I like it. All right, I'm not going to spend too much time because this is a long episode. Um, but all right, really quickly, these are these are the ones I'm going to talk about. Believe it or not, I started playing Final Fantasy 14. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, the MMO. Good MMO. Uh, yeah, you you played it a little bit, and you I played it decent amount. Yeah, I hit max level in the original. Oh shit! So you played it a good bit. Yeah, then. and I granted my weapon and stuff. Like I played. Probably like 30, 40 hours. Uh, you got to max level in thirty. The well, original, yeah, the original, and I grinded my my. Well, oh, weapon. you played like the like the shitty original, like before they. No, 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 no. The, oh, the, okay, the, re, okay. the reborn, gotcha. the first installment of reborn. So you play like right off the bat of the of the reborn. Right? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I def. I don't remember like how far into the after. Excuse me, after the release, but I definitely played it hit max level. Did some raiding. Get some PvP, got my ultimate weapon, et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's pretty fun. Like, you know, I've never been one for MMOs very much, but uh, mm-hmm. and I don't know how long I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. It might I might kind of be 
like I'm at the point now, like where I'm kind of, it feels really good going through and it was very well paced. I feel like it's, it's got like a good reward, like a good, like feedback kind of reward system where it's like, Oh yeah, I'm getting more stuff. I'm getting more stuff. I'm leveling up and getting this and that. But like, I'm almost to the point where I'm like, okay, is this going to get more interesting or am I just doing the same thing over and over again? Like (laughs) taking more quests, fighting more bad guys, which I guess is like, I guess that's That's, what MMOs are. But, um, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going with it a little bit more and seeing if it stays interesting. But it's so, an MMO. I mean, that's about what you're gonna get. The story is supposed. The story is supposed to be pretty decent. Yeah, it's not bad. It's really if you're playing an MMO, you're looking for endgame content, raiding, PvP, farming, etc. Yeah, that's um. I, I'm j- sort of just now at the point where. Well, I guess I've been here for a while, but I've been trying to get through the story a little bit more. Where uh, you do start like getting into groups and doing like group quests and like raids and that kind of stuff. So I haven't done a bunch of that yet. So we'll see how it goes and if I stay interested in it or not. But um, what 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 classes did you play? I you play? played you know? you a healer. It was like a I think it was like a priest sort of. I think it was a priest. Like see, a I cleric. Wa- I wanted to play what? Yeah, I don't remember what it is. Cleric, maybe. I wanted to play whatever that was, but then I was like, this is the only one where people like really rely on you, and you have to <laughs> like you can't just like be tanking damage passively. You know, like, everybody relies on the tank, for instance, but you don't have to do much to be a tank. Whereas, like, if you're the healer, if you miss a heal, it's going to really fuck up somebody's day. And, like, I feel like that's something that I would totally screw up. Um, And it's like, you know, fuck up somebody's game. So, like, I don't want to do that. So, like, right now I am just playing a tank. But I'm going to... Wow, that's the most important difficult role. Congratulations. Tank is? Yeah, for MMOs, generally speaking... That's funny. it's, It's tank, healer, DPS. Well, I thought about switching either to melee DPS or just ranged. Ranged DPS is primarily, on average, the easiest uh, classes to play. Does that mean it's also the most boring? Not necessarily. They could be, like, the biggest damage dealers. They could be, I don't know, a variety of things. Okay. Well, I'm either... I I may switch to healer then, or I'll probably switch to range. I kind of want to try that out. But I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll do healer. I, I may do healer in that case, if it's as fun as you say, because... That was kind of the one that sounded the most fun, but like like I said, I thought I was just gonna like fuck everything up if I tried doing that. But it's uh, fun. Man, what uh, I like about that game is, at least when I played it, the healer was geared sort of like a priest in WoW, where it, it was like your goal was not only to heal people but to deal damage because it gave you some sort of benefit, like a buff or a boon or something. So oh, you really? would like deal damage, get a boon, use the boon to heal, and then heal a little bit more, maybe throw some hots and shields and shit, and then go back to DPSing a little bit apply your dots like you had to keep your dots on the opponent your hots on your your teammates and it, it was very fun and I, I did enjoy it a lot especially in the more difficult raids hmm okay i love mmos man i freaking love mmos <laughs> Seriously. uh yeah i know i know i know you do um and okay so two more real quick one is a game that i've been playing on the 3ds which is Professor Layton and the Azrin Legacy. Oh my gosh. Lisa's played, Lisa played the Professor Layton games. Oh, has she? Holy shit. So you know all about these. Cute. Yeah, yeah. They're super cute. They are so fun. Yeah. Like, they're just puzzle games. Like, they're story slash puzzle games um, where you're you're basically Professor Layton and you're, like, trying to solve mysteries or do this and that. And, uh, like, every five minutes, like, oh, well, we got to solve this 
puzzle to figure out this mystery or like something like, Oh, we're locked in this room. Let's figure out how to get the gears on this door to, you know, turn just the right way. Or like, sometimes it's just straight up. Like, can we ask, like you're asking somebody for information. They're like, well, first you have to solve this puzzle and then I'll give yeah, you right. the information. <laughs> but like, besides the puzzles that the game has, which are mostly pretty fun, like the animation and the art style and the storytelling and even like the and it's, well, I guess especially the voice acting are all really, really, really well done. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like when you're in cutscenes and stuff, it feels like you're watching like an actual cartoon that was written to be a cartoon and not just like to be filler for a video game or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are really fun. And then finally, um, the other one I talked about this earlier that I've been playing is uh, on PC Motorsport Manager. Oh yeah, which is like, like I said, I just like really kind of suddenly like got a really bad itch for some sort of sport management simulator. And, uh, for whatever reason, I was like, I'm going to try this one out. And it is like super fun. You have to manage all aspects of your racing team. Like you've got two drivers cause it's, um, it's 10 teams, which each have two drivers in each race. So every race is, t- is 20 drivers total. And, um, you kind of can, you pick, you can, you, you pick which team that you start as. And I picked one of the lower, I picked the American team, which is like the second worst team out of all of them. And what you're doing is you're managing your, like who you're hiring to be your drivers, as well as who you hire for your pit crew and for the mechanics that help improve the parts of your cars and uh, the, the designers that help like design new parts for your cars and, uh, so you're like picking, so you're saying like, okay, I want us to, and, and as obviously like finances are a big part of it as well. So you might say like, all right, I want us to like work on building this new part for one of the cars. And then you're saying like, all right, well, I want, so you've got like parts for all the cars you're saying like, I want this driver to have this particular part that we built. And I want this driver to have this other one and so on and so forth for all the parts of the cars. And you're like, all right, this is what we need to improve. We want to improve the performance on this and that part of this car. And we need to improve the reliability of these parts and these other cars. And, uh, and then, so, and, and not only that, but you're also like saying, okay, we want to, uh, build this type of building. So like, the, the buildings are super expensive, but they're, they can like improve you can like build like a test track. So your, so your drivers can improve their skills or like a, uh, I don't know. So like different buildings give you like, can like help you get, like build better parts and like make your mechanics like skills get better and that kind of stuff. And, um, and then you're even, it even gets down to like, Oh, who, who do we want our sponsors to be like these, these people are offering to be our sponsors. This company is going to offer us this much. Uh, this company is off going to offer us like, you know, no upfront payment, but then if we, uh, if we place like 10th or better in any given race, then they're going to, then they're going to pay us like $400,000 per race or something like that. And then like, even inside the race, you're like, okay, I want them to have use these kind of tires and I want to adjust like the gearbox this way or that way. And like the tire pressure this way and that way and like that kind of stuff. And like, then once like the racers are on the track, you're like saying, okay, you can go a little bit harder on the gas or you can be a little bit harder on your tires or you need to like ease off, you know, go a little bit easier on your, on your tires sure. and this, or that kind of stuff. And it's really fun because even if you don't like, so for me, starting off with the second worst team in the entire league, 
even if you don't have, even if there's like no chance of you coming in first place, your goal may be just to be like, all right, come in. Let's have the team be like eighth place in the entire league by the end of the game. And, and like, you know, you're, you're the CEO is going to be happy. And then like, especially once you get the sponsors involved and it's like, all right, this sponsor is going to pay us $200,000 if we come in 16th place or better. So that gives like that, that gives you like a tangible goal for each race where it's like, okay, you're not going to come in first or second place. You're probably not even going to come in like 10th or 11th or 12th place. But if you can at least just get to 16th place, then you get a big bonus and you can like start improving stuff more. So it gives you like, uh, it makes it more fun because it's like, okay, I can, this is something that I can shoot for. I'm going to try to get in 16th place this game, uh, you know, in this particular race. And, uh, you know, like sometimes that doesn't necessarily happen. Like a lot of times that won't happen if you're playing like a really bad team, but then if it does, you're like, Oh shit. Yes. I got like a shitload of extra money. Let's see how we're going to spend this. Uh, it, it really does a good job of kind of balancing out the game that way where even if you're doing bad, you have goals that you can shoot for that like will help you improve your team over time. So like, Oh man, like I've played <laughs> like any given there, there are 10 races per season and any race like last probably, all things considered doing the the practice runs and setting up the cars just right and doing all this probably takes 15, 20 minutes. And so far I've done like two full seasons of this and there's like a bunch of stuff in between, in between races that you have to do in the meantime. Also, Oh man, it like, this is just like something, this is like exactly the game that I wanted right now. That's cool. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. So I've been playing a ton of that and it's, it's super fun. Uh, like I said, I've been playing some other stuff too, but, We've gone on long enough, and I can save that for another time. How about you, Jay? Have you been playing anything non-classic lately? Uh, not really, to be honest with you. I I really don't play too many games right now. I, I haven't. I just got my computer back up and running, so I really haven't installed too much. I just downloaded the Blizzard downloader while we were talking about this. That's oh, did you? What are you about to play? Nothing. I was just getting it installed oh, okay. so the next time I want to. And stuff. Yeah, no nice. of using it. Awesome. Well, then I guess, is that it for the current gaming subcast? I think so. All right. Well, um, thank you everybody who wrote in. Don't forget to send us emails. Don't forget to follow us. Where do they follow us? Jake. Oh, don't you dare do that to me. I never remember. Mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. There you go. Um, don't forget to leave us amazing reviews on iTunes. Um, wait, shit. I said follow us at mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Let me start over. Shoot us emails at mail at classicgamingpodcast.com, but you can follow us at Class Games Cast. Perfect. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Flawless. Uh, and I think, I, I, I think I'm leaving something out, but I, but I don't know what it is. So that's going to have to be it for this episode. Thank you once again, everybody who listening, who, who listened Sorry we were a little bit late this time, but we'll be back in two weeks with more amazing Absolutely. games to talk about. Thank you, Jay. I'm glad everything is, uh, I'm glad your computer's fixed. Thanks. Thanks for being patient. We'll see you all in two weeks. Bye.